look, Christmas can be difficult, right? Agreed? Yeah. Christmas can be difficult. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a big source of pressure. It's a big source of stress. It's a big source of just a lot of fucking... Just this fucking pressure. And, and if you're somebody who's dealing with shit anyway, Christmas can be a flashpoint. So just keep That's that true. in mind, right? Keep that in mind. Oh boy, okay. Just keep that in mind as I take you, Corrigan listeners, to 2008. Okay. All right, the year I graduated from university. Wonderful. Uh, what, what, what are your recollections about that year? What, what, what are the things that stick out for you? Uh, Barack Obama became president mm, that year. Yes, Or was yes, elected yes. president that year. Yes, indeed. That sticks out. Well, we're going to 2008. We're going to, uh, we're going to LA. We're going to California, Los Angeles County. We're going to... Well, a... that's just where I was. Is that here. right? So, would, do you know the place, the, the area, uh, the town Covina? Of course, yeah. You do? Yeah, of course. Especially, mostly because of West Covina, but, you know, they're neighbors, uh, West Covina was the setting for the television show Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, but it's just, you know, kind of a, a, I mean, it's just general outskirts LA kind of place. Okay, so <laughs> am I right in saying that it's a, a typical kind of American community, yes? Nothing particularly stand-outy about it? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's a trick. <laughs> the idea of a typical American community yeah, is like of course, very broad, <clears> not of course, a thing. Of course, of course, of course. So, uh, I would say, yeah, for kind of the L.A. area, it's mm. pretty typical of a suburb of L.A. Not one of the like wealthier ones or anything like that. Like, okay, yeah, maybe a lower middle class kind of. Well. In a lower middle class area, there was a lower middle class guy, right? Mm. Uh, a guy by the name of Bruce, Bruce Pardo. Okay. Now, a Covina resident, uh, Bruce had lived a quietly kind of unremarkable life, right? A 45-year-old guy, um, same as me, a 45-year-old guy. <laughs> Indeed. So, you know, some common ground there that I share with Bruce. Hopefully the last bit of common ground I'm going to share with Bruce. Um, if we need to picture Bruce, just think of... Just think of Marco. Just think me, but American, 45. The guy was a, a, an electrical engineer by trade, right? Just like you. A fucking blue collar. Just a fucking absolute, you know, <clears throat> salt of the earth kind of guy. An ordinary guy. Those who knew him, you know, no significant kind of real red flags in his background, you know, that that might have hinted what the shit he was about to get up to. Um, oh, boy. But as is often the case, right, beside this, uh, behind this facade of, of normalcy, uh, Bruce was dealing with some issues, okay? Um, I totally think I do know this story and I lied to you, but go on. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so you see, uh, 2008 was a rough year for Bruce. Um, he was fired from his job. Um, he worked for the uh, Electronic Systems Radar Company, ITT Corporation. He was an electrical engineer, uh, but he'd been fiddling the books, billing false fucking overtime Ooh. hours. He got the sack, right? Now, that led to financial difficulty that contributed to a divorce, a messy divorce uh, in June of that year. Yes, 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 (laughs) yes. In June of that year, June of 2008, uh, as part of his divorce, a divorce court ordered him to pay uh, almost $1,800 a month 
in spousal support to his ex-wife, Sylvia, Sylvia Pardo. Uh, like I said, he got fired. The divorce court, they suspended, they, they kind of pinned his divorce payments due to kind of financial hardship. But sure. Bruce told all his friends that his wife was taking him to the cleaners, right? They, he was ordered to pay her a 10 grand settlement. She kept the wedding ring. She kept the dog. Uh, Bruce complained to the court that she was living with her parents. She wasn't paying rent. Uh, she'd bought cars. She'd bought fucking holidays, gambling trips to L.A. Uh, sorry, Las Vegas. Um, so Bruce, in Christmas 2008, was broke. He was bitter. He was gripped with fucking just animosity towards his ex-wife and her family, right? This guy was fucking absolutely mired in spite and depression and anger. And he knew, Bruce knew, that that Christmas Eve, Sylvia would be at a party being held at her parents' house. And in the dining room of their Covina home that evening, uh, his in-laws, his ex-wife, their kids were all in that house along with some 20-odd other guests. Uh, there was a group in the lounge playing poker after dinner, you know. The grandkids were... Uh, hanging out by the pool, fucking about, playing video games, having fun. Some kids were upstairs. There was a kid on a computer. Yeah, they were just spread around the house, chilled. They'd sure, just eaten. Yeah. They were drinking. It was Christmas Eve. The fucking mood. The best, but yeah, best part it's of the, the holiday. most wonderful, etc. <laughs> yeah? Yes. Now, Bruce was not invited, but he decided. <laughs> yeah. He decided he was going to pay a visit all the same. So you know what he did? He got dressed up in a fucking Santa suit. Bruce. He got buddy. dressed up in a Santa costume, beard, and fucking red fucking material. Loaded himself up with surprises. Mm. Like, you know, like candy and, and presents, well, right? Just, well, you know, who knows what Santa sure. has in that fucking sack? Who right. knows? So Bruce yeah. packed himself full of surprises, drove to the party in a rental car, and at around half 11 p.m., just as people were getting ready to leave, Bruce knocked on the door, rat-a-tat-tat. The door was answered by his eight-year-old niece. Bruce immediately produced his first surprise of the night, a nine-millimeter handgun, which he used to fucking shoot the child in the head as soon as she Jesus answered the door. Christ. The second she fucking opened the door, Bruce shot her. She survived, by the way. Oh, that is good news. I mean, Indeed. horrible, but Indeed. good news. Through the 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 act of providence of turning her head around at the last second, mm. the bullet caught her in the jaw, she lived. Fantastic stuff. Many others weren't so fucking lucky because as soon as he was in the house, Bruce began fucking indiscriminately Firing at anyone who came into view, shooting fucking wildly into the running crowd. People ran, terrified, screamed. Sylvia and her parents, Joe and Alice, uh, Joe and Alicia Ortega, were shot and killed in those first few moments of the attack. But that's when Santa Bruce revealed his second surprise, which was a fucking homemade flamethrower. Jesus. A homemade flamethrower, which consisted of uh, a kind of a modified pump, which he used to spray motor racing fuel. High octane, fucking insanely inflammable fuel. 
which he doused the entire fucking floor with, which he intended to ignite with a flare that he was also carrying. But before he could use the flare, the fuel came into contact with an open flame, whether that was a candle or an open fireplace and caused a fucking fireball to rip through the bottom floor of that house. There were fatalities from the flames, from smoke inhalation. Later, uh, fire professionals had to identify people via their fucking dental records because there were people burned to fucking cinders. Uh, Between the shooting, between the fire, nine people died in that house. Nine people died at Bruce's hand. Was he one of them? Stay tuned. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Stay tuned. Because he'd planned an escape, right? He had planned a detailed exit strategy. Uh, He'd taken out several kind of rented cars, which he'd parked in various strategic locations, one of which he parked right next to the house of Sylvia's divorce attorney. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Stocked up with ammunition, stocked up with supplies. A lot of speculation that, uh, you know, that was to be his, was Santa Claus's next visit, you know? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He uh, also had kind of travel plans in these cars. Um, he'd cre- he'd purchased a-, a plane ticket that morning to Illinois for some reason. He was okay. also uh, he also had a large amount of cash strapped to his body, taped to his. What body. year was this? Two thousand and eight. 2008 right yes okay mm-hmm. interesting like because already you're like buddy you're not getting on a plane no like, <laughs> yes indeed like really well maybe yeah. in on september 10th 2001 yes you could have yes. flown to illinois but you're not getting on a plane what was the in plan, 2008 Bruce? after what murdering your family was the plan uh well whatever the plan was he had to rethink things at the last minute because the explosion and the fire had left Bruce with uh, third degree burns covering his arms and legs. He was fucked. Yep. So after he set the house on fire, he changed out of his Santa suit and seemingly on the spur of the moment, he decided to detour and drive to his brother's house in Selmar, which is about an hour's drive away from Covina. Now, his brother wasn't home at the time. Luckily for him, I guess. Uh, later, police... Yeah, Lord knows. Oh yeah, police would find Bruce dead... In the house, a single self-inflicted 9mm gunshot to the head. Um, the autopsy stated, quote, horrific third-degree burns Ugh. to his hands and legs with patches of red fabric from the Santa suit <laughs> melted into the fucking flesh of his legs. You know? Uh, this is like, this is what you want from a story of someone like this, oh, you know? Yeah. Like, he... Because here's the thing. it's It's got, like, all the things here of, like... For one, people, murderers are stupid. Yes. Like, you know, he was like, yes, yes it's totally going to go- work perfectly that I douse this place yep. with flammable material. Step and one, it's not going to. Step right. two, get it's in not going to affect me at all. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. and then he, like, it backfires horribly and ends up covered yeah. in, in burns and all this kind of stuff. He's dressed stupidly. So his <laughs> Santa suit is part of why ho, ho, he's ho. so horrifically burned. It's probably yeah. made out of synthetic material. Nylon that, fucking. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> he goes somewhere and then he's such a dumbass coward. Yes. That he's like, oh, man, my arms hurt. And he shoots himself. Like, <laughs> You know, like that is that's the dumb shit way 
Yes. You want someone like that to go out. Just they felt every moment of the pain, more pain yep. than they inflicted on the people. One imagines him like Wiley Coyote after some act right. fucking shit has gone off. <laughs> exactly. You know, just soot with two white eyes. Um, it's like it, it's it's so dark but it's like i always kind of worry my brother is gonna do something like this my brother zach because like he like he so you know he split up with his baby mama a couple of years ago mm. and he started like spamming facebook and stuff like that getting wasted and like spamming facebook and it's like i had a picture of her on my facebook and he that was like my brother uh, so nice to see my brother and his lady and he's like that pig is not my lady oh, and he shit. like logged into his it, it was from his daughter's account oh, so like fuck. i was like why is luna saying this like that seems <laughs> off brand and like you know when he like logged in the next day he was like oh sorry that i uh, you know need to apologize for my daughter for this and i was like you need to get your shit together and he was like whoa no i don't i'm fine and the problem is you know my ex but and i'm like buddy and then like he posts stuff like like a week or two ago like a guy killed himself because of like divorce proceedings and all Mm. this kind of stuff and he's like oh no he didn't kill himself he killed a judge and my brother was like maybe the system should think about why men kill judges and stuff like that you know because of yes. like and i'm like it's it because the, the men are bad fault. yes 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 <laughs> like i'm not I, I don't go to bat for our justice system a whole mm. heck of a lot but like the reason men kill is men being violent it's not because like those darn women and the judges who side with them yes. women have all the power in society and it's like it's just like that whole story, I'm like, it's so crazy. Mm. That, like, yeah, you know, that sucks that you have to pay money to yeah. support your children and, and stuff like that. But like, while you don't go murder or attempt to murder an eight year old and murder a whole family for it. It's that's tempting, you. That's your yes. fault. It's tempting to think of Bruce as a dickhead in all this, right? It's it's right. tempting to cling to that fucking that like you said that image of this hapless fucking slapstick failure. Right. Uh, it becomes less easy to cling to that lasting image when you realize his final move in his rental car parked a block from his brother's house, right? Mm-hmm. It contained a kind of torn and burned remnants of his Santa suit, mm-hmm. which he booby-trapped. Jeez Louise. Which he booby-trapped so that moving the suit would spark 200 rounds of ammunition and an explosion in the car, Jesus which happened. Christ. The car actually did explode, but uh, it was in but a control no, way. Exactly, no one was around. Hurt. Yeah, it's like it's just like the idea of like men just wanting to like inflict, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. targetless violence, impotent, on directionless anyone. rage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Just because like they feel wronged by yes. a system. Yes, you're like, like that's that's the issue. Yes here you know like and that like you know who's gonna who feels bad for a guy who gets that violent like and you were gonna stay with your wife Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know like they were gonna be the target of whatever this rage was you know his wife and children anyway uh and it just came out this way like it's so bonkers but the one thing that we can take out of something so horrific is just that he died painfully and looking like an idiot. Like a dickhead alone with yep. only 
the smoking fucking nylon stick into his flesh for comfort and company. And that's a so yes, Christmas can be tough. Beautiful gift. Christmas can be tough. <laughs> Christmas can be tough. Please don't murder anybody. Take a walk. Take a walk. Practice, yeah. you know, focused breathing, mindfulness. Be in the moment. Call your therapist. You know. Don't be like Bruce. Let me quote directly from my notes, if I may. Yes, please do. Fucking look at these nerds. Oh, mise-en-scene. I don't think anyone has ever said mise-en-scene in such a horny way before. The way I whispered the word sex cannibal recently. Worst comes to worst, Mark. I'm willing to guillotine you for science. Thank you. That's really, really sweet. It's cold no. outside, but my pancreas is talking to me. I'm <laughs> fucking, I'm gonna leg it. You know how I feel about that, Mark. I think you feel great about it. You know what I miss the most about, like, my childhood years and, like, like the, the 90s, the aughts, probably oh. the 80s and stuff, too, but... Is it yeah. hope? <laughs> yeah, maybe it's just not to the <laughs> sense of, like, the end of the world optimism. being imminent at any given, a given uh. time. Let, let's go more physical, more tangible okay. <laughs> Oh, let's see. Um, 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 do you miss? Do you miss the lack of consequence? That is not also really... not tangible. Uh, <laughs> this is. I am talking about like a physical thing about the nineties, the aughts that I miss. Uh no, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to help me out. Soundtracks, Mark. Oh, soundtracks. fucking big time. Yes. Sir. <laughs> I was just someone. Um, like there's, you know, on social media, there's always those things that go around that are like, um, date yourself, like, you know, just memes, date yourself with a movie that was out your senior year in high school or like yeah. things like that, you know? Yep. 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 It was one of these that was like, date yourself with a movie you saw in theaters as a kid. And someone put, uh, Pokemon, the first movie. Okay. As their, you know, dating themselves film. I've never seen Pokemon, the first movie. I was, there are plenty of people my age who have gotten really into Pokemon, but like for me at that time, I was like just a couple years too old for Pokemon. Are you still friends uh, with any of these people who are, who are adult Pokemon? Yeah, I mean, it's super common. There's a lot of people who are like elder millennials who are very into Pokemon and like still play mm. like whenever the new video games come out and stuff like that. Like, mm. yeah, there's, there's plenty of adults i know who are into pokemon interesting i don't know maybe it's not as big in the uk also mm. you're like seven years older than me so maybe that makes also a difference true. in the gap too thank you for the reminder <laughs> just want to remind you you're old um <laughs> but it like uh so i never like got super into pokemon i played pokemon go whatever but what i was into was soundtracks and pop music i loved pop music when i was you know a, a middle schooler um and high school. I mean, I still do. It's just like, obviously, the pop music now is not the pop music of my, my no. youth. Uh, so I listen to slightly less of it. Mm. Um, but I had the Pokemon, the first movie soundtrack. And mm. it was it was so good. Let me let me just read you some of the, the tracks on here. So you obviously, bought the soundtrack the despite Pokemon not having theme. seen the movie. You bought the, you bought the CD anyway. I bought the soundtrack. Nice. Yes. Uh, Pokemon theme. We all know the Pokemon theme, right? Da, da, da. I want to be yeah, the yeah. very best. You know, that's that's you start out with that action. <laughs> you got Don't Say You Love Me by M2M. You ever come across that one? No. Nope. Don't say you love me. You don't even know me. No. You remember that one? Oh. oh, classic. Could you go on? Real good. <laughs> what? Could you go on? 
<laughs> we had uh, It Was You by Ashley Ballard. We had nope. We Are a Miracle by Christina Aguilera. Nope. Soda, Soda Pop by Britney Spears. Nope. Somewhere Someday in Sync, Get Happy, Bewitched. Uh, we had some Emma Bunton on there uh, with Hey You, Free Up Your Mind, 98 Degrees, Fly With Me. We had Vitamin C on there with Vacation. We had Billy Piper with Making My Way Any Way That We Can. Aaron Carter, Have Some Fun With The Funk. Like, listen to, like, even if you don't know those songs, listen to that list of artists. Oh, completely. Yes. Like, bro. Yes. And I don't think, like I said, I've never seen the movie. I don't think any of those are in it. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think that, like, this was a movie that was, like, scored by yeah, the pop the, stars of our time. The the get out for that was music from and inspired by the motion picture. Right. There yeah, exactly. Mm. You know, yeah. Um, and this this soundtrack, like as soon as they posted that, I was like, oh, bruh, like that soundtrack brings me back. Other favorites included like Sabrina the Teenage Witch, mm. the t- TV show soundtrack, also full of pop bangers. Can't Hardly Wait, mm. uh, just full of like all kinds of like hip hop and pop punk and all that of that time. Empire Records, I mean, need I say more? Mm. That thing you do. So many amazing soundtracks for things. Let's talk about Batman soundtracks. Come on. <laughs> like, Listen, there were so I, many incredible soundtracks. I am by no means the first or the last person to make this observation right. But hmm. the Batman 89 soundtrack, Prince had no fucking business doing what he did with that. Right? Like, no come on. business. It's fucking brilliant. I was brilliant. so obsessed with it as a mm. kid. And then you even get into like, is it uh, Batman Forever that has like, Kiss you know, from like a Rose. Seal. Yeah, yeah Kiss yeah, from a yeah, Rose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has you, t- you two hold yeah. me Thrill me, kiss me, kill me. Yes, indeed. Like, so many bangers mm. <laughs> on soundtracks. And I, like, a lot of times I'll, like, watch a movie and they will have a lot of, like, pop songs and stuff like that that I enjoy. And I have to Shazam them. Why are they not on a CD that I can go to the store yep. and purchase with my hard-earned money? Yep. I want soundtracks back, Mark. Uh, wh- wh- I mean, why don't, surely they still exist. Surely they still exist. I, I don't think so because like, what would you, like nobody buys CDs. So like, well, no, I, mean, I mean, you could do probably. They not, do they not exist, you know, in playlist form nowadays? Do, do, well, that's do like, sometimes not... you can find like users will put together a playlist of songs from a movie that they liked or like occasionally like a particularly savvy film will be like, here's a playlist. Yeah, sure. Um, but it's not QR like a code. regular yeah. thing because like part of the soundtrack thing was like, say like Hollywood Records, for example, it was like they had a stake in both making the movie and in, you know, making the soundtrack. They were yes. like, we're going to make bank off yes, of like yes, both yes, elements yes. of these kinds of things. And it's and like making a playlist makes you no money. Barrels. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I get, it feels to me as though the soundtracks often, particularly ones that I would buy, are often exercises from the label and getting exposure to some of their artists, which aren't doing particularly right, well. Exactly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, corporate synergy that'll pay off with, with additional sales for those artists down the line. It just Precisely. makes sense. It just makes sense. This is what Matthew Sweet is on like every soundtrack that ever came out in the nineties, <laughs> no matter what. Like, why is he on all of these? I don't know. I guess the label is just like, we got to sell more Matthew Sweet, yeah. dude. We signed him for like eight records. Yep. Like, and I like his stuff. Lori, I'm not, I'm not um, dissing Matthew Sweet. I know you love him. I also do. I'm just saying clearly there was some promotion 
happening. Here I don't know who Matthew Sweet artist. is. He was a, a 90s artist and his songs were on a lot of soundtrack. I guarantee, well, I was going to say, I guarantee like you've been in the supermarket and heard him or something yeah, like that, no but doubt, I can't no say that because UK. I don't know if he ever <laughs> crossed over there or whatever, but here you've certainly heard him as background music okay. or in the, like you've definitely watched movies that have his songs in the background of them. Um, this is just like one of those things that like, I dearly miss of the time because it's like, like, especially I feel like the way music is released now is suited to it as well, because artists don't release albums anymore. They just release singles Mm. and then you can buy them on iTunes or whatever. And that's how they sell stuff. There's like no reason for them to put together Mm. 21 songs for you to listen to. You don't make money that way. I mean, Take Bobby, for instance. Right. Right. It, it, It feels as though all year. There have been a stream of singles which were in that movie, right? Like the Dua Lipa, Dua one, Lipa, the fucking Lizzo, Lizzo one. you know what I mean? And, yeah, and obviously the "I'm Just Ken" song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm certain. <laughs> surely that exists as a physical artifact you can buy. I don't know. Now I want to know. Of all things, that feels like one that you would be able to buy. BarbieTheAlbum.com, mate. BarbieTheAlbum.com. It's right there. It's right there. Can oh, I buy that in a physical format? I don't want that album. Yeah, you but, can. <laughs> but Holy I like shit. what they're this. doing. It, okay, it, tell me about you've, it. You've got a deluxe package with okay. no end of shite. Uh, with uh, 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 a Polaroid of Ken, a plastic nice. fucking Barbie card, a Barbie Land mm. driver's license, uh, a copy of the Barbie Land News, a Mattel <laughs> Okay, sticker, but this also like goes along with my thing here, right? Like... Mm. You can't just sell an album. It ha- you have to, like, convince people to buy it by adding a whole bunch of shit yes, in with yes, it. Yes, 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 Like, no, I would just, like, a CD that yeah. I can put in my CD player over there yeah. and listen to these tunes, you know, and, and memorize them and, you know, <laughs> these songs that are on these soundtracks. It's like, still, if I hear one of them out of context, my brain goes into the next one uh-huh. that there was going to be. And it's like, yeah, you know, there's so many singles out there. Just compile them. Compile mm. them into an album. It's, mm. it's what I want. I, but now nobody sells CDs even anymore. So, so I definitely share your nostalgia for soundtracks, right? Mm. Um, you know, anyone anyone of uh, a certain age, of a certain musical persuasion, all I've got to say are the words spawn. Yeah? Yep, of course. Holy yep. shit. We definitely had that one in our family. Uh, Judgment Night, of course. That amazing kind of hip-hop metal crossover album. The The film was like a director okay. video, nothing movie with Dennis Leary, I think. And Right, like this is totally yeah. how that works. Like sometimes it's like there's stuff or like um, what was the one? The Saint? Yes. I know like one person who's ever seen The Saint, yep. but that soundtrack, Yowge. everyone had it. Like Pulp Fiction, Romeo and Juliet. Yes. Like Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. Um, These were. Uh, so yeah, I, I share your nostalgia, so but I don't. I don't. I don't want them back. Why not? Right. I'll tell you for why not. Um, okay. Laura is. St- I don't know if I've mentioned this on the cast before, but Laura will still buy CDs, right? Nice. No, yes. not nice. Yes, nice. Not nice at all. She's going to have things left when Spotify decides they don't want to give us our music anymore and Apple closes their library. I mean, I can't get stuff that I bought on Apple 20 years ago 
it's going to happen with everything you own on it now. I see a CD and I see oil and I see plastic and I see fucking... Sure. I'm fucking serious. I'm absolutely No, serious. I get you. That's, but... that's why I, I hate the idea of paying, you know, 15 quid for the ability to play the same 12 songs and to consume fucking plastic and oil to do that is absolutely fucking ridiculous. I, pref- I have bad news for you about how computers work. Oh, yeah, I know. I, and obviously <laughs> I'm cherry picking here. Um, right. But I mean, and and I'm perfectly happy to buy, you know, physical movies on physical media. Mm-hmm. Um, but for some reason, CDs... And video games, you buy physical video games. Yeah, yeah, I do. But for for some goddamn reason, music on a CD, something as brief as 12 songs on a CD feels nowadays frivolous and anachronistic and I, I i i i can't i can't bring myself to do it i guess that's fair uh i obviously have started to revert back to the physical stuff because i'm just sick of losing shit mm. and i'm sick of paying every month so much money for streaming shitty versions of stuff and like well, that's the other you know thing. And i the can't tell that they can that take it away shitty. from I me mean, at any given time the the format of that Apple, the lossless format that Apple Music uses, I, I listen to it and it sounds great. What, <laughs> what am I not hearing? Fair enough. I, to me, it sounds considerably different. Not that CDs were the best format either. Don't get me wrong. Mm. But you know, I just don't like having to stream everything that I listen to and the fact that like yeah things get taken away I'll have been listening to something for ages and then all of a sudden they replace it with a live version and there's no version of the one that was there before like things like that I'm like I just want I just want when I like something (laughs) to be able to hold on to it a massive pain in the ass is uh using a smart speaker to request that you know the AI calls (laughs) up you know brings brings up the band you want to listen to I, I'm a massive fan of a band called Therapy, for example. Right. Ask you the fucking no chance. Yeah. I've had, you know, <laughs> Rain Sounds Whale Song yep. played at me. A- ASMR, whatever the fuck that is. It's, you know. <laughs> yeah, there's certain things that I simply cannot get hmm. my Alexa to, to call up. I have to get on my phone, connect my Bluetooth to yes. the Alexa, yes, and yes. play it manually because it yeah. simply is not it's like no i i do not acknowledge that's a thing or you learn like certain ways you have to pronounce it yes exactly 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 like i have to if i want it to play the most recent ghost album i have to say you know alexa play impira by ghost (laughs) otherwise it will not do it yeah and (sighs) you know even even as i'm talking about it it's there is no perfect solution. I mean, rights issues. No. Bands yeah. who've been across loads of different labels throughout their career will have like gaps in their discography on streaming right. platforms. And they're not making money off of it either, nah, which is the other thing. Yep. Like, you know, that's one of the things that I was saying this to Kia when we were going, we were attempting to go see Dury before the car before theft the and nastiness. ending up yes. seeing Aqua and all of that kind of stuff. <laughs> like even at Aqua. Like I always say, if I do like a band... I try to buy their music mm. and I buy their merch and stuff like that, you mm. know, and that's and buy tickets to the shows. And yes. when we ended up going to see Aqua, like Keo bought a T-shirt for himself and for his brother and stuff like that. But like, yeah, if you want to support a band like playing their music on Spotify doesn't do shit except like no. it's basically paying in exposure. Oh, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly that. Exactly Spotify that. It's, is. Yeah, it's it's later, later bucks, isn't it? Later dollars. Right. It's like hopefully 
you do this and then you go see me in concert and yep. you buy my merch and stuff like that because just playing it will not yes make it so that they can make a living and it is it's easy to bitch about the fucking ghastly price of concert tickets these days but you know <laughs> yeah. that's that's no good that's the trade-off i quite enjoy yeah. well having... except they aren't really getting that either uh, yeah, Ticketmaster is getting most of that money. Ticketmaster and the label takes a good chunk of it, unless you're like Taylor Swift or Beyonce. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not shedding any tears for Metallica's bottom line, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. There's some artists who are like that. That's fine. They're yeah. gonna be okay. But yes. you know, when it's dirty, you uh, know, <laughs> like this little little brother and sister band, you know, making music out of their garage, like yeah. Yeah, Spotify doesn't help them except for exposure. Hmm, you know, yes, buy the, true. Um, buy the CDs. Where, where did this thought come from, Corrigan? How long uh, have you the, been pondering this? The soundtrack no, just, thing? It, I literally saw that post like right before we started this. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man. Oh, and of course, since soundtrack. you mentioned B asterisk witched earlier, now obviously mm. the only fucking... Sitting in a tree. Mama, <laughs> comfort. And I'm going to be... C'est la vie. Yes, I'm not. I'm. I'm not going to be asleep tonight, and I'm going to be hearing that at three in the morning. So thanks. <laughs> I can sing Morbi Witch songs uh, for you uh, if you want. Are they Morbi Are you songs? a ghost or are you a lie? <laughs> what? <laughs> There's Morbi Witch songs. I had the single for that, and right, hang on. I will uh, know. I great. will name another Bewitched song. Blame it on the weatherman. <gasps> Blame it on the weatherman. Oh, go. banger! Roller coaster. Roller coaster. Yeah. No, that's nope. chili peppers. <laughs> Not bewitched. And now I can only, th- it's a second ago, I knew bewitched is roller coaster. And mm. now I only <laughs> know red hot chili peppers. This is <sighs> the content that people tune in for. It is. Yeah, that's why, that's why you're here. Listen, it is New Year's Eve, probably. Yes. I mean, if you're like They're really on top of it and you're listening to this, it's <clears throat> New Year's Eve. You're probably, maybe you're making some sort of feast for your fam or you're getting mm. you're putting your makeup on to go out to the clubs or i don't know what a, what do you like to do for new year's mark uh there is a friend of mine whose new year's tradition uh he he entertains here has guests and his new year's tradition all the way back since uni days has been to make what he calls the punch, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is a, just a fucking colossal plastic container. He, he runs a bar as well. So just bottle after bottle after bottle of just no continuity or through line to the recipe. For sure. You know what I mean? It's like a jungle juice sort of situation. Exactly. So that's, 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 that's one tradition. Me, um, I, I, uh, I, I, look, there was a time when I would enjoy going out. I would enjoy getting on it. But uh, mm-hmm. as a family man, in years past, we're not going to be able to get away with it this year because the jig is up. But I was every say, yeah, you're going to have to start letting your kids stay up, aren't you? Well, uh, up until a year or two ago, oh, and every time I fucking think of this, I pat myself on the back at the fucking absolute <laughs> deviousness of it. We would play last year's fireworks on YouTube <laughs> at like eight p.m. Yeah, but uh-huh. it's midnight. Yawn. Ah, oh, well, is. happy new year. <laughs> Off to bed. Um, <laughs> yes, but no, what I, I, I use it as an opportunity for introspection, right? Because mm-hmm. I, I happen to love New Year's Eve. I happen to love. Me too. I really do. Same. 
it's like when you're watching a Shane Black film, isn't it? It's always Christmas. That's why he does it's it. It's true. It's yeah. so mm-hmm. all the characters are connected in some way. And New Year's is one of those. Oh, I want to watch Iron Man 3 now. But anyways, go on. That's not the one I want to watch. I want to watch Long Time. <laughs> um, uh, 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 yeah, it's, it's, it's one, of those, one of those times when the world, or, or at least, you know, the world that, that we can see, the privileged fucking world, um, right. all is united in the same event. Right. You know? Yep. And I, I enjoy that. I enjoy knowing that people are looking forward, looking back, thinking about themselves and weighing up how they want their lives to proceed. I think that's a really totally. powerful thing. Yeah, I think we I think we talked a little about this last week. It's, sometimes it's hard to tell whether it was just us or on the mm-hmm. podcast, but I think yeah. we talked on the podcast last week about how like a lot of people really sort of like poo-poo the idea of New Year's resolutions and things yes. like that and... You know, I like the I like the idea of, like you said, like introspection, thinking about things, thinking about where you are yes. and where you would like to be and having yes. a moment where you can sit there and go, all right, I can... I've reflected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, now, either I'm like super chill and I want to just keep being the cool ass person with my shit together that I am, yeah. or you go, hey. Maybe I make some changes yes. and, you know, we'll we'll see where that goes. And yeah, sure. Most people don't hold on to their resolutions nope. for very long. But like the point. But I see more, value in that. I see value yeah, in the introspection uh, and the exactly. effort. And A time you don't allotted. always have to. Yeah. You don't always have to succeed for something to make an impact, you no. know? I no, think certainly even not. if you don't succeed at something, there's something in changing your mindset about things. Listen. <clears throat> success is often survival. Yeah, for you real. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is in that frame of mind, my dear co-host, my dear listeners, it is in that frame of mind that I approach the waning fucking, the, the dying embers of this year. Success is survival. And mm. simply by being here, friends, you've done something right. Here, here. Mm. Big agree with yes. that. So we're going to get into, of course, uh, a recap of the year um, in movies and books and games and lives and all of that. We, I'm so excited about this. We just decided to poll our listeners oh, about some of their uh, feelings about the media of this year and about uh, their own goals and highlights and all of that kind of stuff. And the answers are wonderful and just makes me love our listeners even more if that's even physically possible. So we'll talk about <laughs> that stuff as well. We do have to make a huge shout out, yes, of course, uh, to one of our dear listeners that oh, is our new boffin. We have a second. A second boffin has hit the podcast, <laughs> and that, that is Stephen Root. Uh, we just want to send out the hugest <laughs> congratulations to our boy. That was really funny. That was really funny, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I like when I get you a, a startle laugh out of you. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> um, but yes, we, we just want to send out a huge congratulations. So much work went into yep. that. A long commute for years of and just so much hard work uh, to get to the point where you are. And we are super proud yep. to call you friend and listener. Rootsy, this one's for you, pal. Here, here. This episode firmly mm-hmm. for Stephen Root. Congratulations. Um, Let's see. What else? Um, I... How was your Christmas, Mark? Did you have a good time? I did. Thank you. I had a fantastic time. Um, You know, I 
I, I, I consider myself in many ways super, super, super lucky, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, super lucky to, to, to be able to have some downtime, just to be able to have some time away from work and kind of... This sounds weird because Christmas, you know, is often filled with fucking electric lights and fucking plastic and flashing mm-hmm. noises and whatnot. But I, I, I felt able to kind of pair a lot of that away. Um, mm. the, the best times I've had over the past week or so have been spent just doing puzzles with, with my kids. Um, just just in, just enjoying the little space that we have. Right yeah. now, it's gone a little south since then. I mean, I'm I'm. <laughs> As I was saying to you earlier on, I am, I am, you find me very stressed at the moment because, hey, what with Christmas, yeah, and all the arranging and all of the expense and all of the travel and all of the logistics and the fucking pressure, like I said earlier on, what better time, when better, <laughs> to completely remodel a large part of your home? Yeah. Fuck. Did, you thought it was going to take less time, right? Oh, look. I I I just want it gone. I want it done. <laughs> just I, chop the whole kitchen off. Forget about it. Fucking hell. Get a George Foreman for the living room. <laughs> That's a great idea. Just sit around <laughs> a fucking camping stove. Right. Yeah. <laughs> this is fine. Yes. Who needs a kitchen anyway? But anyway, yes. Christmas was grand. Christmas was fucking lovely. Um, Good. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm I'm quite fraught. But that's neither here nor there. I'm all. Oh, when am I not? Well, I guess that's a good point. You know, There's, you're always sort of dangling on the edge of like euphoria and a big crash. Mm. Good. So... Quite, like, quite like that. <laughs> but I'm glad that it was it was a good time. And you got a new camera, which is really exciting. Yes, I did. You got to get yourself a little treat, haven't you? So I went in on one of those that fucking action cam that you brought over here earlier in the year because I was yes. deeply enamored of it. Uh, it turns out I've got the newest version as well, which does ridiculous things like fucking 120 f frames per second, 4K, so you can slow down with the 4K footage really fucking nicely. Uh, Beautiful. Yes, and I'm super looking forward to cracking that bad motherfucker out. Who knows? I may even start fucking making Joe Eye content again. Who knows? Yes, that's really, that's really the the goal for me. Is oh, mm. you've got this thing now? Excellent. Exactly. Exactly. Now. exactly. Yes. <laughs> What else are you going to do with it besides make more things for us? Exactly. Which That's I think the plan. We all love, so I'm excited about that. Um, yeah, I've been like, this is every time Christmas rolls around, I spend like the week between Christmas and New Year's, like mostly reading. This is a thing that I do mm. like every year, um, have for who knows how long, but it's like the end of the year, I usually get between three to five books done. Uh, and so I think I'm at three that I've finished nice. this week. I think there's one more that I'll finish tonight. Mm. Uh, and that has been like absolutely beautiful. Very nice. So I've just been like just stoked on on getting my reading in in this holiday time. Another year has gone by where I've failed to capitalize on this fucking brilliant idea I have. Mm. Every single year I get the same idea again and I never do anything about it. And you know what? Okay. I'm never going to do anything about it. So I'm going to comfortably <laughs> okay. just share it with everyone. Right. So feel free right. to, you know, capitalize on this idea. Just remember me when the fucking money comes rolling in. Right. So <laughs> know ye of the Christmas pop standard uh, driving home for Christmas by Chris Rea. No. Get the fuck out of here. Does that not gone no over the pond? That is. Chris Rea's driving. How does it go? Driving home for Christmas. 
I can't wait to see those faces. Yeah? Tail, no. fucking top to toe in taillights. Chris Rea. Get my feet on hell. Driving home for Christmas. Yeah? Driving home for Christmas. Yeah? No. Come on. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. But I'm enjoying the serenade nonetheless. No? No? No. Right. Anyway, I I feel even better talking about my idea then because none of the Americans are going to nick it because, right? So, you know how there's. All right, what about the the NORAD Santa tracker? No ye of this. Sure, yes, of course. So, Mm -hmm. every fucking year, Chris Rhea drives home for Christmas, right? So I have an idea for an app which you could open which will tell you what A road in Britain Chris Rear is currently on at Christmas. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I've never like done it. it, so if somebody would like to do that, crack on. Just you know, remember remember your old <laughs> That's pal, not Mark a bad Owen. idea. Even though I have no idea what that song is, I'm still on board oh, for this. Shit. Shit. What? So what? Just had a notification, right? Uh-huh. Uh you Glastonbury Festival, yeah. Sure, yep. Um, ran by a guy called Michael Evis. So we've just got a, a fucking bing. Glastonbury founder Michael Evis. Obviously, your first thought is died. Mm-hmm. Hasn't died. Motherfucker. He's been given a, a knighthood. Um, is he a dick? Uh, I think he probably is, yeah. I think Glastonbury is shit for cunts. The way you phrased that just made it seem like you were like, oh, I wish that guy died. I don't wish it, but you you know full well. That going into New Year is a time of some admin for me from a death point of view. It is, yes, it's uh, true. For we have to pluck out the winners of the death pool this year. The Deadpool, congratulate those. How's the who... spreadsheet? Is the spreadsheet coming? Have you started it? Well, no, I, c- I can't really start it until you people's, can make a template. The poll start. No, I'm, I'll do it all on New Year's Eve. I'll do it all. I'll sit down with a, you know, yeah. a, a, a nice warming drink, and I'll compile mm. the spreadsheet. Um, but... I would like you to know I have my picks in my phone. Thank you. Good. At the ready. Good, 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 good. For good. the Deadpool. And again, if this is your first Jack of All Graves episode, we explained this last time too, but every yeah. year on his Facebook, Mark does yep. a Deadpool yep. in which you can pick three celebrities yep. who you think might kick the bucket. You're not wishing Certainly they kick the bucket. Not. Please, let's get this clear. This is a... not ghoulish. You're not right. wishing death on anyone. You're simply predicting it. Exactly. Yes. So you predict three celebrities... Uh, and you get a little shout out. A little if shout out if one of your numbers celebrity, come up, you know? Yes. That has not happened for me yet. I also can never remember who I pick, yeah. uh, but I've put them in my phone this well, time. Well, no one does, you see. That's why it's it's, it's so admin heavy. Whenever there's a notable celebrity yes. death, I then have to scroll through the fucking posts. Yeah. But not this year. This year I'm making a Not fucking... this year. This, this year is going I'm... to be organized and yes. it's going to be beautiful. Make a spreadsheet. Uh, Dude, and please. it is. It's a it's a fun little time of weird camaraderie amongst yeah. people. You Lots know, of different areas hundreds of, my life, of different comments. circles of friends, work people friends. People talking to each other who have friends, never met each other before. Friends. Exactly, exactly. You know. Sharing. Yeah. United in death. United in death yes exactly uh, so yes do, so i feel kind of one like one ever. I'd, I'd love that if people were, were felt they'd like to contribute i think that would be a lovely thing yeah i feel kind of optimistic to about mine to put it in a little bit of a macabre way but mm. you know i think i've got a better chance 
<laughs> this year. I don't do that. Like, you know, I always feel like it's cheating to be like, really, like that person is already on the cusp. Like, you're not going to pick David Attenborough or somebody like that. that is so like, many people do, though. So I know. many people do. And I get it. I get they're going for the win. Yeah. You know, if it's by any means necessary. But, but I feel again, like there's got to be just heat. like a little. Yeah, there's got to be a little bit of like. It would be a little bit of a surprise, yes. but not a huge surprise. That's where I'm going with mine this this year. Uh, my, The pick that I remain to this day proudest of was one of mm. mine two, three years back. I, <laughs> if you didn't get Chris Rea, you're certainly not going to get this one. A darts player called Eric Bristow. No, yeah, no, I have no idea. Why the fuck he popped into my head, I don't know. <laughs> and uh, he died? And he died that year. Was he, like, ancient or, like, regular-aged guy? Not especially. I would imagine he was in his 50s, 60s. Wild. Yeah, that's a pretty... Yeah. Oh. That's quite a pull. That's the kind of thing that would stress me out a little bit. I would, spend, I would like, be a little bit in turmoil about, like, did mm. I kill that person? I also, I also correctly... Didn't pushed... someone pick Paul from S Club this year, too? Ooh, maybe. I feel like someone did, and it was, like... Very possibly. Dude. Wow. Um... Okay. Uh, the, uh, the the one guy has got two right this year. A good friend of mine called Yeah, that's right. Sandeep has picked two of three, and I, there's never been a hat trick yet. No one has ever got all three right. And <laughs> has I anyone swear, ever gotten two before this one? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got a few twos. Okay. Um, but no one has ever got a full house. And I swear, when it happens, I'm going to do something big. I'm going to do something nice for them. <laughs> Anytime you say something like this, I just think of the time that you said that for like our hundredth episode, you were going to get your dick out. <laughs> <laughs> say I'm gonna do something big. I'm like, oh no, it's your dick. I'm not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've stopped promising Mark to get my dick out of things now. Mark is going to show hole if someone gets a hat trick. <laughs> yeah, no, I've stopped doing that now. It took, I was I was promising to get my dick Stay out all now. the time. Oh. Uh, I've had to kind of. I thought you meant actually getting your dick out. I was like, was this a, no, a habit? It was. I, it turned out like the you know the the, the boy who cried dick. <laughs> Nobody believes you. Nobody anymore. believes me. Until, you know, until one day I get my dick out and no one cares. So. <laughs> good point. So, that's what, that's a what lot you'd of dick say. on the internet If you these saw days. my dick, you'd say good point. Um, <laughs> it is actually carved like an arrowhead. Uh, it's barbed so that it causes. Oh, no. Yeah, it's horrible. Um, anyway. Well. Top to tone. Get a hat trick and maybe you'll find out. Yes. Uh. <laughs> so, uh, also, just as a, a side note, uh, if you need something to listen to as you're getting ready tomorrow, aside from this, Mark will be posting up his holiday New yes. Year's reading on the Ko-Fi for all of our supporters, so you can get a little bit of that yes. smooth voice uh, in your yeah. ear holes uh, for, to send you into the new year. <laughs> we have a short story coming up called... Scroll, mm. scroll, scroll, scroll. <laughs> There's something about a belfry. Something, yeah, some spooky shit about a belfry. Um, you're going to love it. Yeah. Ghosty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and everybody loves anything that's read in your voice, Mark, so I'm feeling pretty good about it. Well, you're very kind. Thank you. <laughs> I only speak the truth. <laughs> I only speak the truth. There's another soundtrack, Moulin Rouge. <sighs> uh, you know my feelings Beautiful. about that. I know, I know. Anyways, uh, we're going to soar through some what we watched because we've got a lot to get mm, through here. Yeah. Um, but there's a few things Mark feels is important we discuss here. Oh, yeah? Yeah. 
I was like, eh, maybe we won't do the what we watched. And you were like, no. Yeah, well, no, I mean, it's been a couple of weeks. So I've got, I've got some, <laughs> some, some notable watches that I want to share. Um, sure, yeah. So Note I'm going to go in with uh, uh, a movie called El Conde, right? El Conde. Um, wonderful, really fucking wonderful, which I watched on a whim, right? Simply nice. sat here. I think I've been I've heard chat- good things about that. Oh, it's wonderful. Uh, it is a uh, a movie from this year. It's a horror satire, a horror comedy, a uh, horror drama. Uh, you know, I, I love alt history. Yeah, I enjoy mm-hmm. I enjoy alternate kind of weird, kind of skewed takes on real life events. Love that, fucking love that. And El Conde is exactly in that vein. It is a movie which asks the question. Finally, asks the question: What if? Uh, Augusto Pinochet, former ruler of Chile, was a vampire. Nice. Right? Fucking brilliant. Excellent. Um, okay. It's got some, you know, even taken in and of itself, right? On surface level, it's a it's a cracking vampire tale. Um, it's twisty, it's turny, it's got loads of really nice vamp- classic vampire iconography. It's shot, oh, it's so beautiful. Scenes of, of, of an aged Pinochet soaring above... The cities in in his cape, you know, it, it's it's oh, it's a lovely, lovely film. It's it's in black and white. It's beautifully shot in monochrome, um, but as a satire as well, it it's beautiful. It interrogates in some detail Pinochet's war crimes, you know, his mm. fraud, uh, his his kind of his fucking double dealing, his machinations, his mass murder. It interrogates all that through the lens of his kind of long career in vampirism. Um, Interesting. You know, he, okay. He uh, was part of the French Revolution. He was present at the beheading of uh, Marie Antoinette. Um, sure. Uh, <coughs> and I, I'm not going to spoil. I'm not going to spoil because I, I, I deeply, right. deeply would love people to see this film. It's great. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, El uh, Conde. Uh, El Conde. A really nice surprise and one which I would massively recommend seeking out. And as always, I'm going to seek it out. It's on fucking on Netflix, for fuck's sake. It's not like you've got to go, you know, <laughs> through underground fucking... Far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Just open up Netflix. Yeah, all of these yeah. movies are, as always, in our description and on our blog. So if you missed the title or you're yes. like, I don't speak Spanish and don't know what you just said to mm-hmm. search for it, it is in the description of this episode. So you can check it out. Yes. Wonderful, wonderful stuff. Uh, so Thanksgiving, Eli Roth Thanksgiving. Right. right. Yes. And we were both a little like wary because Eli Roth and neither of us are Eli Roth fans. I haven't Not seen this all. yet. Um, so <laughs> it it is it is obnoxious. Right. <laughs> sure. It is an obnoxious. It is an Eli Roth film in every fucking manner. OK. Obnoxious okay. dialogue, obnoxious characters. Lots of lots of people to root against and precious little to fucking hold on to. Right. Okay. However, what that means is if it's an Eli Roth film, you are going to get the juice, right? True. You're going to get the yes. juice. You're going to get the meat. And what this movie does have in its favor is some spectacular kills. Like <laughs> the kills, right? <clears throat> That's all I'll say. The okay. fucking, the, the connective tissue between the kills can pretty much go fuck itself. Uh, <laughs> the sinews and ligaments holding this movie together are shite. But right. when you get to the meat, it's worth it's worth the journey just for the fucking burger on the way. It's good stuff. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. This is one of those ones that I'm like, I did want to watch it, but now we're 
<clears throat> sorry. Now we've gotten into that like that point where it's like after Christmas, my like desire to watch holiday movies just like drops yeah. Yeah, drastically. Yeah, 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 it's like leading up to Christmas, like basically from Halloween to Christmas Day. Yeah, it is nonstop holiday movies <laughs> for me. Just December twenty sixth, over, and, over. and then Fuck yeah, that. and then I'm. <laughs> Right, it's the uh, it's the the post nut clarity of holiday movies. <laughs> oh, you are killing it tonight, Corrigan. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know what's going on. Um, <laughs> Special. I, I felt perfectly comfortable watching Thanksgiving because we don't, you know, we don't Thanksgiving. Yeah, you so don't I, have I, it I didn't at all, have burnout. So. I could watch yeah, it. But on maybe Easter. Yeah. Maybe tomorrow or something. I will, or even tonight, just because it's like, especially once it hits January first, it's it's over. It's I, either oh, yeah. I watch it now or it's next year's movie. Yes, 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 yes. So. I will. I will give that a, a whirl. Uh, let me see. What I did else? finally Please. on the Christmas movie notes. Uh, most of the Christmas movies I watched were like Hallmark and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Lots of great Hallmark movies this year, by the way. Like Hallmark, obviously, is known for a type of movie, um, and those were like largely formulaic, corny, you know. But like. They bring you the warm fuzzies, that kind of thing. Uh-huh. But since they, you know, <laughs> booted all the the like Christians <laughs> from mm. the channel over to like Great American Christianity or whatever, oh, yeah. the uh, now like they have like movies with gay people and non-binary people and lesbians and people of color and like all these kinds of things. And as such, like they've also kind of stepped up the storylines from not necessarily just being like the most boring white mm. whatever you yeah, know yeah, yeah. like and like i said i liked them before like you know i enjoyed them but they were a certain thing um and so like the, this year especially i feel like they like really like stepped it up with some of their mm. movies like there Good was a them. hanukkah movie called round and round that was a time loop movie uh, about like a magic dreidel that caused uh, a <laughs> time loop to occur uh, where it's like cent- the central thing is like, hey, for one thing, the the main, the female lead in it is non-binary actually. In so hang life, on, I think. If, it, if this is about like a, a magic dreidel, dreidel is like a spinning top thing, isn't it? Yeah. Which which goes round and round. Goes round and round, you see where it As does from? time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I yeah. see what you mean. Aww. There's a little clever thing happening I see what here you with mean. this. Mm. Uh, and like the central thing is basically this girl in the movie, like I said, non-binary in real life, but she is a woman in, in this. Uh, and the guy who she has met in this time loop and is falling for as it's going. And then his dorky ass friend at the comic book store, which also, by the way, this takes place in Montclair, which is really funny. But Ooh. The three of them trying to figure out basically through like comic books and D&D and sci-fi and all this kind of stuff, how to solve the time loop problem. <laughs> and it's delightful. <laughs> like they never would have done something like this on Listen, Hallmark that, before. That, that is a solid pitch. Right? Yeah. That is a very, very solid pitch. I would watch that. Right. Like if Laura forced you to watch this, you wouldn't hate yourself yeah, while watching I mean, it. In my head, in the kind of vein of like something like a hot tub time machine or something nice and kind of... Except just like tame because it has to be okay for the whole family to watch. But like, yeah, it's like nerds solving a time loop. Uh, Super solid. Nice. Yeah. Mm. So like they have like all kinds of stuff like that this year. So I will just say, even though this is not a Joag thing, that like Hallmark is uh, stepping it up. My other favorite was a time travel (laughs) movie uh christmas at the biltmore 
delightful. Uh, mm. I recommend that as well. But Christmas horror I did watch this year. Um, finally got around to rare exports after years and years and years of people recommending rare exports to me. Have you watched it, Mark? I have not. I'm not that I've literally just heard about it for the first time. Never really? heard I've never okay. heard of it. Fair enough. Um it's like uh, uh some northern European place. <laughs> like, uh <laughs> sorry to our dear friend Jonas uh who actually created an entire subtitle track that he did himself for this film oh, because wow. he said that the ones that are in the movie kind of blow. I watch on like my TV so I couldn't use his subtra- subtitle track and I wish that I could have. Yeah. Um, but he says like, yeah, the translation is like kind of shitty in the actual movie. This has been recommended for years. I thought it was like fine. It definitely is. So basically the premise of Rare Exports uh, is like this kid um, like gosh it's kind of hard to explain it's not that hard to explain but it's been a couple weeks since i watched it but anyways it's like, there's like trying to explain the plot of alan wake too <laughs> right yeah exactly <laughs> basically there's like what seems like an evil santa but it turns out there's like all these evil elves that also look like santa uh that are stealing and murdering children in this like remote village yeah um, and so you're like kind of following this one kid and his dad and his dad's two friends as they try to like unravel what's happening to the children and what this Santa figure guy at the heart of it is. It's definitely got the juice. It's nice. very gory and all nice. that kind of stuff. It's <laughs> like lots of naked old Santas in it, which I was not expecting. Huh? <laughs> um, but I do think that like, this is one of those movies that would like maybe with Jonas's subtitles, it would be better because um, I was like kind of like, OK, it's an interesting premise. But like, I don't know. I don't think it's like funny enough or like, I don't know. It just didn't like hit right for me. Mm. Um, so it was kind of like I-, I can see why people like it. It just didn't quite hit. But, but gore. where I wanted it. But there is gore. Yeah. Rare Exports does give you some gore so you do have that going for you and it is like surprising but Mm. (laughs) i Mm. will give you that it is not an expected movie Hmm. again i the idea of watching a christmas movie now makes me want to be sick into my hands right um but (laughs) yeah certainly one for 2024 yeah should we make it you know god willing (laughs) um (laughs) seriously let me see what else uh because owen was flat out on that diehard tip uh, we watched oh, Die Hard yeah. with a Vengeance, and let me tell you what a fucking movie that is. It right. <laughs> it, Our new listener Chris is going to be very excited to hear this oh, because Chris. unbidden, he posted in Facebook that Die Hard with a Vengeance rules. Die Hard with a Vengeance is fucking great, right? It. Do you know what I was most reminded of when watching mm. Die Hard with a Vengeance for the first time in God knows how long? By the way, I haven't. I can't have seen it in a decade or more. The first film that came to mind as a comparison was Crank. Okay. I shit you not. Die Out with a Vengeance kicks off within the first kind of 30 seconds of the movie and it doesn't stop. It is always sure. propulsive. Bang, 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 bang. <laughs> one event to the next. Uh, and it, it, it really made me think, you know, if John McClane stops, then he'll explode. It, it's, 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 <laughs> it's Crank. It's yeah. Crank with, with John McClane. Love it. Brilliant fucking movie. Loved it. Samuel L. Jackson, you know, yeah, I straight up forgot he was in that. You and sent I, me like a thing and you were like, look what I'm watching. And I was like, 
okay, A, they're in a lot of movies together. Yes, <laughs> yes, they are. And B, yeah, straight up forgot that he was yeah, in that movie. Yeah, and I'm sure, you know, I'm sure that Sam Jackson still exists, but I miss that Sam Jackson, man. That absolute <laughs> right. fucking hilarious, funny as fuck, real, authentic fucking Samuel L. Uh, as opposed to Nick Fury, you know, I, I, sure, uh, yeah, I had a great time with Die with a Vengeance. It's fucking brilliant. Jeremy Irons is great in it as well. It's just <gasps> a great movie. Um, let me see. Now, I'll tell you what isn't a great movie. Now, <laughs> Corey and I are going to talk a lot shortly about our bests of the year, right? About the mm-hmm. the best fucking things we saw and consumed and enjoyed during twenty twenty three. It's incredible to me. The, the two worst pieces of shit I've seen <laughs> all year uh, were within like a week of one another. <laughs> that we have some disagreement on the level of shit here, but that should is we, very funny to me. Let's start with Dead End then, should we? We'll start with Dead End because that was, that was last week's <clears throat> pick. This was my pick. Uh, neither of us had ever seen Dead End before. So a film starring Ray if, Wise yeah, and Lin Shay. If I pitch this to you, you'll think, oh, sign me the fuck up. Ray Wise and Lin Shay, two absolute genre stalwarts, two (laughs) super talented, super kind of, you know, they add gravitas to whatever they're in, right? You know you're in for a good time when you see those. Except Mm -hmm. here, right? Dead End, uh, a also a kind of a little bit of a time loopy movie. Kind of from a a certain perspective. It mostly takes place in a car. Ray Wise and his family are driving somewhere for the for the holidays. He decides to take a different route and all kinds of spookiness ensues and it is awful. Right? <laughs> Disagree. Okay, go on. <laughs> I mean, it's just like I think what's funny to me is that like uh I'm not going to like be like this is a great movie or anything yeah. like that. I'm not disputing you that hard. But it's so campy and so ridiculous and over the top uh, that it for me, it was hard not to have a good time with. Like, especially it's like, like, there's stuff in this that happens. It's like there's a point where the teen boy and it goes off and jerks off in the woods it has nothing to do with the plot. It is it was never like they, referred to they again. They needed to get titties into the movie, so they had a moment where he could pull out a calendar with a naked woman on it. Yeah, <laughs> like, a, there's a, just no reason for this to have existed. But like a teen who, by the so... way, they've cast a guy in his thirties. <laughs> yeah, he's like clearly like thirty <laughs> like Greece, years old. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, where like his sister, who's supposed to be older, looks younger than he does. Mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like a very campy, uh, like kind of a. I mean. Like I told you, I was like, I spotted the twist in this movie, like, you did. immediately. Very uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I enjoy it when you do that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know it's one of your favorite things when I do this. It's not, like, an unpredictable movie. It's not a great movie. But it is so, like, it makes you constantly go, <laughs> what? Why? What the fuck? Yeah. There's, like, weird jarring moments of violence and gore in it yeah. that you're like, wow, holy it, shit, why? It isn't like, often I'll use cheap as a pejorative, right? Because... <laughs> If a movie looks cheap, all that means is they fucking made a movie. You know what I mean? You know, cheap to me implies resourceful. It implies creative. Mm -hmm. It implies ingenuity. But in Dead End, it just, it looks so fucking cheap. There's, HD hasn't done it any favors either. I mean, there's one of the, one of the characters who has a cut on her head and you could see the fucking (laughs) edges of the latex around the fucking appliance. You know, it's, it very, very cheap looking movie. 
Uh, and I don't think it always looks that way, though. Like when you get like the the ear or uh, yeah, the, the back of Lynchy's head or things like that. Like there's some like actually quite good gore, and I do wonder how much like just the fact that HD exists <laughs> makes mm. it look a lot cheaper than it would have at the time. Because it didn't strike me as being like, oh, this looks excessively cheap compared to other movies made at the I, same time. I thought that right from the titles. I mean, the, the you know, the, the the titles look as though they were knocked up in, you know, <laughs> like a, some free editing software or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get that for but sure. You, you found I just it felt like it was charmingly like shit. so... I just found it shit. Yeah, to me, I was like, this is like, it endeared me to it how like, stupidly balls to the wall it was especially in like the last like 20 minutes 30 yeah. minutes of it where it was just kind of like insane like unreasonable thing <laughs> weird violent thing happens over and over and over again and i was just like i was yeah i found it fun uh but yeah so it's kind of a uh you're looking at two very different perspectives on it like yes. i mean mine was like a three star response to it not a like this is an excellent movie uh, mark's I, was a half star my <laughs> first ever half a star rating i've never rated a film which half is a star before also that just feels very disproportionate especially considering what we watched this week <laughs> yeah yeah i mean look uh be careful what you wish for you know <laughs> i'd been banging on about watching this fucking film called uh called perpetrator perpetrator uh caught my eye on on the shuds you know and for weeks i've been banging on hey cory let's watch perpetrator no you never said this to me i Did don't I know not? where you got this from yeah you said well, this yesterday too and i was like in, i have never heard of this movie on a, on a personal level i have many a time i've scrolled past perpetrator on the shuds and gone <laughs> oh yeah yeah we gotta watch it looks, looks intriguing as fuck oh, alicia silverstone's in it Ugh, perpetrator <laughs> uh and it was dire it was just it was Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yoish. Yeah. Alicia Silverstone is doing like a voice, mm. like a like a bad mid-Atlantic accent. Uh, it's like she's trying to be like like she was like she was born in 1928. <laughs> like, I, got, I don't I know got, why she's talking like this. I think she was trying to kind of channel like Morticia Adams kind of vibes off her. Yeah, right. Like that's the thing is like she's like going for like an era. Yeah that is it's not hitting yeah. and they just kind of like put some extra crow's feet on her we're like yes definitely now she's 70 <laughs> it's like this woman is 47 years old yes like i don't know why you're trying to have her act like she is uh, ancient try and try and pre-see the the plot of perpetrator oh me, jesus christ there's a girl yep and she bleeds a lot mostly yep. from the mouth yep uh but and not exclusively not exclusively, but like generally from the mouth. Yeah. And she goes to a private school. Yeah. Where girls are disappearing. The, yes. And that's about it. That's about all I. I and the to. adults, they're all bleeding. They're all or they're all getting. Yeah, and her and her dad, and... their faces change all the time. They get they've got this weird disease where their faces. Her dad. Yeah, yeah, John Stewart. Was that her dad? Oh, that's right. I forgot about him. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's not, not John, John Stewart, Stewart, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> just really looks like him. It just um, looks like John Stewart. Um, yeah, and then, she, like, the teachers are constantly, Dracula? like... she, But, like, but a reverse Dracula because yes. she bleeds instead of... Drinking of the blood. Drinking the blood. And then there's, like, their school does weird school shooter drills. And... Yeah. I don't... It's, like, the thing about this movie... Is that it's clearly trying to be satirical. 
but it doesn't stick the landing in any way. It's like doesn't have any. I think it has to do with how it's filmed. It has to do with the editing. It has to do with the the terrible sound design the performances. Um, the performances, the script. Yeah. Like you can see what it's aiming for, but it's not landing any of it. Yeah. So, you know, the idea of like this principal who has them do insane school shooter drills or whatever, like that could be funny, but because of the way it is scripted and edited and acted, yeah. it is not. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, the perpetrator was not fun. <laughs> no, so don't watch that. Um, don't watch that. I think we can categorically say that one. That's agreed uh, upon. I just super quickly on a whim. I just got to talk about the running man. <clears throat> Um, sure. don't fucking ask me why, but uh, sometimes I get it in my head that I want to see a particular movie and I have to exercise You've that. You've been kind demon. of in action mode. I have been in a very 80s kind of mindset lately with my movies. I watched The Running Man and I fucking loved it. It was Maybe this such... is why you've like hated every movie we've watched for the past month and a half is you're yeah. in action mode. It could be. It could be. It could be. It could be. <laughs> action horror. Is that a genre? Is that, is that, is that a crossover? Has that been done? Like, Dread is action horror, right? Of course right? it is. Yes, of course it is. Yeah. Uh, and things like Train to Busan. That's a fucking action horror movie. Right. 100%. Yeah, definitely. But Running Man, right? Oh, so much to love. <laughs> For a start, takes place in the far, far flung dystopian future of 2017. <laughs> 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 I love it. Absolutely Amazing. love it. Um, some It's peak Arnold. Uh a, a line which stuck with me. Uh, what does he say? I'm going to shove my fist down your stomach and rip out your spine. He says that at one point. <laughs> which yeah, is, classic. you know, what not to love. Eerily prescient. Um, it predicted deep fakes. Oh, yes, there you go. Yeah. Towards the end of the Good film, call. they map Arnold's face onto a body double to convince the audience he's been killed. That's deep fakes, mate. That is deep fakes. The running man saw deep fakes coming. Well, there we go. So fucking think on that <laughs> if you will um but other than that yeah just a great laugh i look politics and him aside i love jesse ventura <laughs> from my my time growing up with the wwf sure. jesse ventura's fucking i love him he's great great to see him on screen um hey mm. having seen jesse ventura recently he might be good for a little pick on a certain fucking deadpool that's a very good point time was caught up with him um, but yeah. Running Man was a mad laugh. Great stuff. Perpetrator, dead end, dog shit, diehard rocks. <laughs> uh, El Conde, fantastic stuff. And that's all the weather. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Takes a hit off vape. Takes in <laughs> satisfaction. Hits <clears throat> Okay, so it is now time. Mm. For us to recap the well, year of 20 and 23 and what a year. Good stuff. It was. This, this pod, this flavor is autumn tobacco, oh, uh, which it, it has a kind of a tobacco essence, but it's also got a, a little kind of hint of smokiness, bonfires, autumn leaves, uh, s'mores. You know what I mean? Hot chocolate. It's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. So you're right. Listen, <laughs> something else that I love about that I love about New Year, right? And I've been doing this mm. fucking as long as I can remember is just the 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 old review of the year, right? 
sure yes. i just i enjoy it i get a lot out of it i get a lot out of the 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 retrospection i enjoy thinking about what was great and that's what we're going to do right now we're going to talk about some categories we've been asking you the jack of all mm-hmm. graves universe uh yes. what your highlights uh culturally <laughs> and personally of 2023 are so we're gonna fucking go into a couple of those now what do you say let's do it so let's start right out the gate with the movie of the year which this was like this was kind of tough for me. Well, we have talked a little bit because I was saying that on Dead and Lovely, um, Steve and Ben had said like this hasn't really been like a banner year for horror, and I would agree with that. I think this was a year for pretty good horror, where nothing was like that was amazing that blew my mind. Uh, but there were a ton of things that came out that I was like, that eh, was pretty good. Yeah, um, there was actually, and I I don't know if. I, a banner year, all right, maybe not, but I think I think it, it might be a little better than your selling there. There was there was some standout horror. When Evil Lurks, for example. Right. Yeah. I mean, I Holy put that shit. squarely uh, at the top or near the top. I didn't really rank, but like When Evil Lurks, you gotta yeah, you gotta be watching it if you're a horror fan. You really do. <laughs> that is that is a really standout movie. Um. You know, any any year that has a new Evil Dead movie in it, <laughs> it you know that you can't call that a bad year because uh, I, I didn't say it was a bad year. No, of course, of course. I I apologize. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what what were your 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 kind of a horror standouts? Yeah, for me, I mean, obviously, yeah. When Evil Lurks, uh, Evil Dead Rise had such a fun time with that. Mm. Uh, I know you disagree, but I loved Scream Six. I had a blast with that. Yes. Um, no one will save you. That one yes. was probably, you know, that was really high up there for me. The sort of sci-fi horror uh, with very little dialogue, yep. um, which you're just basically watching a woman being terrorized by aliens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah really yeah. enjoyed that one. Yeah. You know, blend of home invasion yeah. and sci-fi that like really works for me. Um, I know um, you, you didn't see it, but uh, Huesiera, the bone woman, fucking... <laughs> Huesiera. <laughs> The Bone Woman, <laughs> so good. Really, really, really enjoyed right, it. Yeah. Um, uh, and I'm, The I'm, Passenger, which we both watched, I put on there as well. Um, the I'm one in which so the guy... glad you brought that up because that was a gr- oh, yeah. such a lovely surprise, that film. Yeah, exactly. Which a, a fella shoots up a diner and then takes hostage, essentially, yep. one of the uh, workers and takes him on a weird road trip of reconciliation uh, yes. and danger and yes. violence um uh, yeah a huge surprise out of just that movie the passenger a wonderful message of redemption and about letting mm-hmm. fucking letting go of blame and, and living the life that you have the best that you can um yes absolutely. yeah i i i weirdly for a, for a movie like that i went away totally fucking heartwarmed and and full right for something really that had good. been so violent yeah. and you know stressful yeah. and tense you like come out of it with like a Oh, weird. I feel warm about this. Yes. Yes, indeed. Uh, Angry Black Girl and Her Monster. Fucking bravo. Yeah. Yeah, that was a great one. Does bravo. so much with so little. Yes, it does. A fantastic uh, monster, air quotes. Mm-hmm. Um, again, beautiful performances. Really, really strong fucking sense of, of visual identity and style. Um, yeah. Banger. Absolute banger. Uh, Agreed very much. So. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Uh, was Megan this year? No, and someone picked that from our things too, but Megan, I'm 
fairly... Oh, wait, no. Actually, I think it might be because it did appear on a big fat quiz. Ah, uh, there you go. There you go. There you go. Yes, Megan so... enjoyed. Again, yeah, not, yeah. you know, I'm not going to... That must have been very early in the year. That feels like ages ago. Has to have been. Because I've I'm... seen it like three times. <laughs> have you really? Nope, 2022 film. Ah, uh, fair enough, fair enough. I'll strike that from the record then. Yeah, October of 2022. Yes. Apparently. So plenty of horror... No, nope, sorry. Just kidding. Conflicting messages here. January 6th. Excellent. Fresh 2023. Just squeaking in there, squeaking in there. Yep. <laughs> um, so lots of good horror. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But my my favorite, the ones that I'm going to go in, uh, that will go down as my best films of the year aren't horrors. Absolutely not. I mean, mm. um, they clone Tyrone. Fuck. Right. Yep. I believe that was Anna's pick for there you go. best of the year. Um. Uh, I don't even know where to begin with what I loved about that movie. It was all great. It was all great. Uh, if a little overlong. <laughs> That's been the reason that I have not watched it. It's like, I really want to. Everyone really loves it. It's just really it's hard to get me it's to sit down It's completely unhinged. It is utterly yeah. unhinged. Um, <laughs> let down quite badly by a scene where they do lock picking wrong. Right? They open a van door with a paperclip. Fuck off, lads. You cannot do that. Listen, it doesn't take place in reality. They can do whatever they want. Yeah, but it... it, it... Do you know how people started my car, Mark? (laughs) They used a USB drive. (laughs) I will buy that they used a paperclip. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Yes, (laughs) stunning. A a really fucking... Again, a left of center. I didn't... had no idea it existed until I saw it on Netflix, and it was absolutely banging. But I... uh, it's joint it's joint first place, right? Barbie is duking it out with Dungeons and Dragons for first place. <sighs> Dungeons and Dragons has to be first for me. You know, oh, I yeah. liked Barbie, but Barbie was just fine for yeah. me. It was for a lot of our listeners, it was their yeah. number one. Barbie took it by a long shot. Uh, yeah. but D and D I've watched four times this year. It yeah. is not gotten old. I still laugh like an idiot every time that one character yells, Jonathan no, just, That's exactly what I was just thinking about. <laughs> A cracking little uh, callback like, gag. Oh, just so much better of a movie than it could have even fathomed. Yes, uh, it, 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 my, my, my. It's it's whimsical. It's good natured. It's heartwarming. It's surprising. Mm-hmm. It's fucking. You know, it's likable, man. It's just such a goddamn likable yep. film. How can even you gets kind of scary towards the end. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Horror in there. Yes, that nice little. Oh, hang on. Are they gonna be all right? Are they gonna make it out? It's edgy. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I have not a bad word to say about Dungeons and yeah. Dragons: Honor Among Thieves. It's fucking great, and it is my movie of the year. <laughs> Outside of the ones that we named, uh, we had Sam loved Oppenheimer. Mm. Um, I mean, Dan look gave us the. Oh, yep, Oppenheimer. I I'm never going to see it again. I don't think I'm ever going to see it in the first place. You know, it 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 you cannot <clears throat> deny you cannot deny it, right? It is it is a capital F film by a capital F <laughs> filmmaker with I think that's why it like just completely yeah, bores me. Like Kia yeah. watched it twice in a row last week. Not because he liked it, because he watched it the first time and he was like, I was so bored, I stopped watching. Yeah. And then he watched it again to try to fill in the blanks. It is dry. And then he got it bored. is so dry. Yeah. Super but, dry. Uh, uh, this is obviously not the, you know, a lot of people love mm. this movie. 
um, and really had a blast with it. <laughs> what I will say, um, I uh, it, it, a lot of these best films of the year that our, our listeners are nominating, I was quite heavily into Xanax when I was watching a lot of those. <laughs> Uh, so I've literally <laughs> yes, no memory uh, of them. No yeah. memory at all. So I'm this really looking forward to watching some of those for the first time. <laughs> yeah. I know I've seen them. Uh, yep. But we I'll... also have uh, Dan said the creator was a favorite. I love this. Canadian boy Ryan gave us the Meg 2. Oh, uh, yes. Which... Yes. <laughs> I, Good I love this. Why not? I have not watched it. I have a feeling I'm going to like it too. I did not realize like people hated the first Meg. Fuck, until the, the second one came laugh. out. I haven't seen the Meg 2, but I've seen the Meg. <laughs> right. And yeah, when the second one came out, everyone was problem? like, the first one was shit, so why would this one be good? And What's I was like, problem? It, people thought the first one was shit? I thought that was so much fun. What, what the fuck is wrong with people? I don't know what people expect when they yeah. go to see a Meg movie, yeah. uh, but it delivered exactly what I was expecting yes. <laughs> from the Meg. So, Ryan, I haven't seen the Meg 2, but I have a feeling it's not going to be my top of 2023, but mm. I... <laughs> think i'm gonna enjoy it as well so here's to you uh and your meg uh the rest mostly most people said barbie um oh, <laughs> richard said that uh movie of the year is obviously operation fortune ruse de guerre uh which he made me and jen watch with him in april a terrible uh sort of spy film with Jason Statham and Aubrey Plaza and probably other people um, in it that was on the sides of buses. And he kept telling us he wanted to watch Ruse de Guerre. I want to watch Ruse de Guerre. And we were like, that's not a movie. This is not a thing that exists. And then realized, for whatever reason, he had memorized the subtitle of it and not that it was called Project Fortune. Excellent. Uh, which also tells me that they want to make like a, a thing of this. Like there's going to be more mm. Project Fortune movies. And you know what? It is so aimed at like middle America people who have like no discernment about the films they're watching that I would not doubt that there will be 10 more of these yeah, movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was just the most the blandest action film you've ever seen in your life. And at one point I pointed out during it that I was like, you notice like there's no on-screen kills. <laughs> like there's no, nobody gets hit by anything. It's like completely bloodless. bloodless. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anodyne. Entirely bloodless. Uh, our next thing was, oh, your favorite new to you movie of the year. Not a 2023 movie, but a movie that you saw for the first time this year. Okay. Uh, got a few. Um, yeah. Possession was one of them. Po which? Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That Possession. <sighs> possession. <laughs> Lord, I hate that movie. For fucking <laughs> finding the edge and gleefully just skipping past it. For really <laughs> pushing something. <laughs> uh, and continuing to push it, even though nobody quite knows what it is that they're doing or pushing. Uh, possession was brilliant, right? From a just from a performance point of view, it was it was art. Just the shit that those fucking guys did with that film, man. <laughs> wow, I'd pay money to see that live. Really, really cool. Let me see. I would pay money not to, to, see, it to ever see it or again. Ever again. <laughs> um, recent films, but not 2023 films. House of Jack built, like I spoke about the other day. Yes, of um, course. And. I was reaching on that cast when I spoke about House of Jack Built to 
to to kind of remember what it really really gave me the same vibes as and it's natural born That's killers right. man natural mm. born killers that was the one um okay. just the the you know the kind of avant-garde kind of inserts and, and whatnot but yeah house of jackpot was brilliant after sun <sighs> devastating devastatingly good five stars five easy stars as well i am an r about giving five stars to films but after sun it, yeah, it was it was just a no-brainer um a <sighs> staggeringly impactful and moving bit of movie good shit uh and in other films that Corey hates bones and all <laughs> bones and all it's so funny because it's like yeah all of your top films aside from house that jack built are all yeah. ones that i hate yeah <laughs> that's like i feel like that's like the dividing line of like you because i mean this is the thing i've said before you know that i hate self-seriousness mm. and so if a movie takes itself seriously i'm like eh, fuck it I have no no interest in this. And so, like, you can see that's the, like, you're, you describing something as art, as a positive, to me is like, yeah, no, fuck it. I don't want anything to do with that movie. So you can see where the dividing line is. I can. Yeah, listen, I can. And I, I... I am I am aware of it. Don't worry, right? I I don't. That's not a bad thing. This is simply a just a difference between yes what we like in movies. Yes, of course. Is that I don't I don't like movies that take themselves seriously, and you do. Um, but I mean, you know, you I think it's Mayor Angelou, isn't it? What's that quote? People always remember how you made them feel. And mm, mm, or at least the internet says it's Maya Angelou. Yeah, of course. It might as well be Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> um, right. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I vividly remember the fucking the feeling that Bones and All left me with just fucking this this hollow, stunned, unable to fucking piece together everything that has just occurred in that movie. Just fuck, so good. It nice. ripped me a new asshole, and it was about Dracula's. <laughs> I like Dracula's. You do like Dracula's, and mm. we do know that's a thing that I also don't particularly go in for although i yes. am really interested in el conde i think that mm. sounds really interesting yeah i think you do um i think that like you know sometimes a, a vampire movie will like intersect with things that interest me in a way mm. that i like and that idea of like alternate history and a black and white oh, film and really satire and all that kind of stuff connects with me sticking vampires where they shouldn't really go right <laughs> banging exactly i'm into that um, what about you new to you yeah. 23 New to me this year, um, VHS. I absolutely loved that very short, um, very nostalgic, very spooky movie. VHS was such a fun time and totally unexpected to me. I didn't think what, it was going to be for a anything fucking, to write home For about. a weird half a second there, I thought you were going to say like VHS 98 or whatever it was. VH- <laughs> And I was like, whoa. <laughs> Can you imagine? Okay. Uh, yeah. Also, I'm a different person today, yes. and suddenly I like the VHS movies. Talk about a 180. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I still hate the VHS movies mm. from the core of my soul. VH, yes, Got for you. anyone else at home who was like, what? Where is this coming from? No, VHS was a lot of fun for me, and I big recommend that to anyone. It was, yeah, just a surprise blast. Mm. Um Pontypool, another one that people have recommended for ages. Talked yeah. about that a few weeks ago, and um, it was every bit as good as everyone said. Mm. Um, and I had a total blast with that because I really didn't know anything about it going into it. I just knew people liked it. Mm. Very fun one location film. Uh, and the other one I picked was Eyes of My Mother, the yeah, film excellent. that we watched a month or so ago. Um, another black and white 
movie. Mm. <laughs> um, a very surprising, violent, uh, I want to say slow burn, but it doesn't feel like one um, messed up movie that I really enjoyed. Yes, I, I would also add that to, to that list. It was terrific. Yeah. Um, mm. We didn't give that one to our listeners. So TV of the year. Uh, this was, you know, this one is like one that it's really hard not to have recency bias yes, about. Yes. Because uh, it turns out there are a lot more great shows that came out this year than mm. one might think. Because I think probably for both of us out the gate, it's Usher. You've, all that. Yes. The, the reflex, the reaction is to instantly go Usher because it was unbelievably good. And, and, and in the final analysis, Usher will definitely come out as, my, as the best bit of TV of the year. Yeah, I think so. Um, I agree. Succession... Why isn't Succession my best TV of the year? Why isn't the ending of Succession my best TV of the year? I've thought this through, right? Okay. And despite Succession, those last few episodes being absolutely huge achievements, right? In mm-hmm. direction, the 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 single kind of flowing shot around the, the yacht, you know, just phenomenal. Performances, phenomenal. But it was always going to be. Mm-hmm. Do you know what yeah, I mean? That's true. Um, I've heard yeah, it said it almost suffers from like consistency. Yeah, uh, <laughs> not not to its detriment because no, but you know, in the it, sense it was of when you're staggering. thinking about best of the year, you're yes. like, of course, yeah. I've heard. Why would I even bother saying Succession? Of course, it's great. <laughs> I I attended a, a a talk once by like an ex Olympic athlete, right? And mm-hmm. he spoke about you know. There's a train of thought that says that if you've done the training properly and if you've committed and you've applied yourself and you've done everything right, all you have to do is turn up and claim your medal. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what Succession did. It just had to stick right. the landing and it would be amazing. And it did. And it was, right? Yeah. Same goes for Last of Us. Right. Uh, you know I'm a fucking embarrassing, massive Last of Us fucking stan, wherever that means. Uh, <laughs> and... Last of Us did a fantastic job of converting that experience of the interactive, you know, the game and putting it on screen in a faithful way. Uh, and it and it was thrilling. It was it was visceral. It was exciting. It was thrilling. It was event television. Brilliant stuff. But it was always going to be, you know, <laughs> obviously I have like a slightly different relationship with it, but mm-hmm. I get what you mean. Yeah. Whereas Usher, I liked every other episode. <laughs> there you go. Whereas Usher was you know completely right. out of left field and yeah it could have gone either way it yes. wasn't guaranteed that it was yes. going to be great and it was yes uh great i you know i i i can't say any more on usher than than has already been said it was it it it, it didn't it gave scant fucking regard for any manner of of boundary in terms of performance mm-hmm. in terms of writing it's it it, it what am i struggling to say i know that you you hate, like you've said, self-serious works. Right. Uh, but Asher was one. Uh, it, yeah, it, it, I don't, yeah, it was... I, that's not the same thing as self-serious to me. That's uh, like, you know, making something you want to be good doesn't mean self-serious. Yes. Self-serious means not having a sense of humor about yourself yes. and being very yes. much it implies like, this is art and you should interpret yes. it as art, where I don't think Mike Flanagan thinks that way at all. Certainly not. And Usher kept pulling trick after trick after trick out the bag. Right. You know, it didn't rely on any one particular device. It didn't rely on gore. It didn't rely on sex. It didn't rely 
on you know language or shock factor it didn't rely on any one of those things it had every yeah, fucking one of those things there. in ridiculous right. quantities but it 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 you know it didn't hide behind any of that artifice it just mm-hmm. used it and used it until you fucking wow until until you were a, a bloody broken mess what a show yeah. agreed masterclass Mm-mm. Uh, other things that people brought in, Poker Face, um, oh, that was, Anna said yes. that, and also that was Keo's pick for, for uh, Good taste, of the year. those two, yeah. let me tell you. Absolutely. Very we taste had, tasteful. Lots of Last of Us, lots of The Bear. Didn't um, see it, didn't see it. What have I missed there? I, I didn't watch oh. it either. There's it's too not, much it's not about a bear, is it? Is it for my brain. It's not about a bear. Oh, fuck it then. <laughs> I've had multiple people tell me, like, you know, it's a really great show, but people yell too much and you'll hate it. And I'm like, okay, mm. fair enough. So okay. I have not watched that. Um, yeah, more succession. Uh, oh, I love Melanie coming out of left field with this. So wholesome. She said the Christmas rib- Christmas episodes of Virgin River, which is like a Netflix show that is almost Hallmark adjacent, but mm. it's a little spicier okay. than Hallmark. Okay. Uh, but I just love that that's what Mel picked. She's a treasure. Um, Follow House Usher. Um, <laughs> let's see. Oh, uh, great pulls from Xander, our man in Japan. I just wanted to say that because it rhymes. He lives in Okinawa. But anyway, uh, our flag means death. Okay. And uh, Star Trek Strange New Worlds, which... Star Trek Strange New Worlds, buddy. I... Oh, man. That was that was a huge surprise for me because I have not done great at getting into the new Star Trek nah, stuff as much I, as I want I. to. Um, and Strange New Worlds feels like what I loved about like uh, TOS, which I, I'm a big TOS fan, which is not that common for someone of my age, mm. but TOS and TNG, like these Strange New Worlds really blends like the best of those particular ones, in my opinion. Best of both um, worlds, you might say. Best of both Strange New Worlds. <laughs> hey. And the yeah, Strange New Worlds, absolutely loved it. Um, I think when it comes to like, network television which isn't really represented here and which like Mm. you know it's not network per se it doesn't air on tv but it is cbs you know it is in essence a network tv show aimed Mm. at network audiences and well all these other things are on these like cable channels um star trek strange new world is aimed at a broad audiences and hit so hard loved it so Um, absolutely up there for me as well honorable mentions for rick and morty back on form uh, sure. which yeah. has weathered the storm admirably, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, the, you know, there was such a huge question mark hanging over this new season uh, and and it mostly, mostly knocked it out of the park. Two duff episodes, but otherwise the rest of the season is, is classic Rick and Morty. Really, really fucking good stuff. And of course, it's great to have Doctor Who back in great health. Oh, um, yes. Oh, uh, man, I've loved the specials and the first episode of the new season. Yep, great, it's great. And I am fully back on board. Yep, again, <laughs> after a very bumpy couple of years. And that's part of the deal. If you're a Doctor Who fan, right. you've got yeah. to accept it <laughs> ain't all going to be great. Yeah, um, listen, if a show is going to be on for like 60 years. Exactly. Can't all be bangers. Exactly. Um, but yeah, <laughs> we're, we're in fantastic shape, ready for the new season. Great, great, great shit. Yeah, I'm really excited about it and that it's on Disney Plus so Americans can finally uh, yeah. watch it. That's something 
I'm going to have to get used to. I mean, I, I didn't watch the Christmas episode live because we were out socialising. But as soon as it finished, I got a ping and notification. A new episode of Doctor Who is now on Disney+. Plus. That's going to take some getting used it's to. Amazing. But, you know, <laughs> they've obviously just thrown money at it. Uh, yes, and it, it, it looks great. It does. It looks a million bucks. Uh, While still keeping that little signature cheapness yeah. that is part of Doctor Who. Like, yeah. it hasn't, like, made it so it's seamless. Yeah. It's still a little cheap looking oh. in a really endearing way. It's still clearly Cardiff. You know what I mean? It's fucking obviously <laughs> Cardiff, if you know Cardiff. Um, sure. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, really, really heartening as a fan to see that back in good health. Absolutely love that. Yeah. Uh, our next category of thing. Oh, the other one. Uh, there was one more that I wanted to give a shout out to because I just discovered this uh, while I was in Puerto Rico. Um, Muppet Mayhem. Oh, okay. I had heard people saying this show was good, but I was like, eh, you know, there's so much Muppet content on Disney Plus that it's like kind of hard to keep up with. Yeah, yeah. Uh, much like all the other franchises that they're running into the ground right now. Yeah. Um, but I was like, yeah, there was limited stuff to watch in the Airbnb <laughs> in Puerto Rico. And I was like, you know what? I'll give it a whirl. Binged the whole thing in an evening and it fucking rules. It is Excellent. so flipping good. It is everything that you love about the Muppets and more. It's just watch Muppet Mayhem. You're going to have a mm, good time. Nice. Sold. <laughs> news event of the year. And Marco, you know what my news event of the year is. Uh, is it the same as mine? I don't know. I, I well, think you know what I would pick as well, the news event of the year. When I spoke about New Year's Eve, right, about the planet united in cause, you know, <laughs> for a second, well, for, a, for, you know, for a few days there, it was like we joined hands around the world mm. and all enjoyed just a heartwarming tale of some billionaires, some billionaires <laughs> who had a dream, you know, mm. some plucky Billionaires who'd pulled themselves up by their bootstraps and decided yep. in a hand-built craft cobbled together from bits of shit that they were going to go see the Titanic, Corey. The Titanic. The Titanic. Near far, wherever. I'm glad you started singing it because I wanted to, but only the Jurassic Park theme was coming to mind. <laughs> I was like, that's not it. Don't start singing that. Don't start singing that. <laughs> and uh, yes. it was a beautiful time, wasn't it? It was a great time. Everything went perfectly, smoothly, and <laughs> From really our point happy of view. for all those billionaires. From our perspective, yeah, it went no. great. <laughs> it was, no yeah, notes. everybody coming together to watch the Titan sub. Because, listen, the thing about that is, like, it's so niche to my interests. Oh, yeah. It's got boat crawl. And, it's got the Titanic. Right. Got billionaires right, dying. Right, like all of it Whoa. is like, oh, hey, Corrigan, would you like us to like by AI create a perfect news story for you? And then everyone else got into it too. It wasn't just me. Yes. <laughs> and it was oh, it was such a glorious time. Yeah, it was of, great. yeah just everybody watching for like a week, <laughs> like <laughs> all the stuff that was coming out, and it was like for like a good month afterwards. Like my oh. you know Google suggested news was like just all things. Twitter was brilliant. About it was them. probably the last gasp of Twitter, wasn't it? It, it was. was. Twitter's it was the last, last gasp of Twitter for uh, sure. Uh, yeah, the 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 kind of drip 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 of live updates. Twitter being amazing. The billionaires mm -hmm. dying, you know what I mean? 
Not the kid. Yes. Not the kid. Not the kid. Yeah. I not... do feel bad about the child. Yes. Not who, the kid. From everything that I have read about that boy, yep. he was a wonderful human being yep. who would have given you the shirt off his back. Didn't want to so... go, by all accounts. Just didn't yep. really want to go. Rest in peace, that kid. But the, the rest, rest of them. Of yeah. Sleep with the Especially, fishes. you know what? That guy was going to kill people eventually. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Oh, and then um, fucking Jim Cameron got involved. Yes, was just James Cameron Come getting on. involved and just being so matter of fact yeah. about that. Like, listen, it's my one of my favorite media autistics. <laughs> it's just a delight to watch when it comes to stuff like that. Oh, imagine just, just James Cameron like, yeah. just weighing in on your situation just from right. Of, like, oh. <laughs> Oh, uh, James exactly. Cameron has weighed in on this. All right. Uh, <sighs> glorious. Wonderful times. Um, multiple people said the SAG strikes, mm. obviously. Huge deal this year. And listen, I love our, um, our listeners. We Oh, Trump and Giuliani being prosecuted was another one that people said Titanic sub came up. But listeners, you've really done my heart glad because most of you... Uh, said that your biggest news story of the year is, of course, the current ongoing yeah. genocide of the Palestinians by the Israelis. Um, and lest you think that we've just been ignoring that, Mark yeah. doesn't know this yet, but I am planning <laughs> to go into this in the new year mm -hmm. um, and really sort of dive deep. It's just the kind of thing that, like, I don't want us to be surface mm. about um and want to actually be able to sort of delve into this a little bit but i am just it's heartening to me that so many people who listen to this podcast um are the types of people who are concerned about what is going on there and hate to see their tax dollars paying to murder so many people uh it is a horrendous thing and i salute you all for being so aware um and having that sort of at the forefront of your mind right mm. out the gate yes I'm it's beautiful agree. yes uh, the next thing is our game games. of the year. Uh, games, 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 games. You have to play the fucking games. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I see lots of our listeners have mentioned Tears of the Kingdom. Um, yeah, yeah, that one hit big. I'm, I haven't, I haven't played it yet. I've got it kicking about the house and I've yet to play it. But, oh, you bought it, but you haven't played it. Yeah, um, there's just been so much game to play. I'm really like there has been so much game, mm. especially towards the end of the year, but all year. Mm. I'm really surprised like no Baldur's Gate 3 came up anywhere on this list of people's faves. Fuck me. I'm... I know that's not in your wheelhouse, but what people love that game. What the fuck was that? <laughs> that's uh, people love Baldur's Gate 3. Oh, yeah, it's it's, you know, multi-award winning you know, huge fucking epic in scope and breadth and span and detail. Unfortunately, I can't make head nor fucking tail of how to play it. I simply don't understand it. <laughs> yeah, and I have a feeling that's exactly how I would be if I attempted it as well. Yep. You know, you've, you've got the same affliction as I have whenever somebody tries to explain the rules of something. Yep. Right? <laughs> Even like the most rudimentary fucking card-based game. Yeah, uh, uh, brain bees. Gone. And exactly. Baldur's Gate is rules upon rules upon systems yeah. upon fucking, you know, ugh. no, just gibberish. Didn't get it. And that's, and I, I know it's my fault, not the game, but I, it's not for me. Sorry, can't do it. Which is strange because. Say, yeah, didn't come up on anyone's list. Dungeons and Dragons is my film of the year. 
Yeah, uh, right. But, but the game that is that Dungeons a, and Dragons. A passive experience. <laughs> mm. Yep. Uh, but what did you what did you say so, for your um, game or look, games of the year? I I love I love where gaming is in 2023. Right, it's one of the things that no one can fucking no one can argue. I don't think the games video games right now are the best they've ever been. Right, mm. they just are. I love that uh, you know connectivity in games is now so seamless and and mm-hmm. you know it's it's like turning on a tap there are millions of people there to play whatever you want whenever you want mm-hmm. i however don't want to what i want <laughs> what i want in games is a single player a rich deep uh you know i i want i want character i want story i want development i want narrative i want progression and my games of the year dealt that in fucking spades, man. It, look, without I don't give a fuck how it sounds. God of War, R- God of War Ragnarok had me literally, literally in tears, right? In mm. in fucking ugly tears towards the end of it. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's it's on 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 the surface, it's a button bashy fucking kill the monsters game, right? Gribbly's coming at you from all angles, hack and slash cool weapons cool moves cool cinematics and it works on that level brilliantly right it's great it's 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 propulsive the combat is meaty it feels fucking satisfying but what they've done is they've snuck in that format uh just a a a story that resonates a fucking authentic feeling story about the the joy and the fucking fear and the 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 kind of the pressure of 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 fatherhood of being a dad of parenting mm. uh and through that game you fucking characters mature and my you know viewpoints are changed and people grow and learn and the past is fucking you know accounted for and healed and accepted and moved on from and everyone comes out of that game in a better place than they were going in and it is brilliant it is simply <laughs> brilliant. Um, second place goes to Horizon Forbidden West. Again, uh, uh, rich, beautifully detailed. The world of that game, the fucking <clears throat> ecosystem of, of, you know, human versus machine. Uh, so rich. So fucking spectacularly beautiful to look at. Um, and yeah, you end up, you end up, I don't know if this sounds, I don't know how this, I don't care how this sounds, but you end up, because you've spent fucking 40, 45, 50 hours with these characters, you 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 fucking you 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 attach, you imprint, you know? Right. Um and those those two best games of the year, Horizon and God of War. You you're not you're not sat on the couch with the controller really. You feel as though you're amongst it. You feel as though you're a part of a part of it. And uh, I was staggered at how good those both games were. I love that. Mm. I'm the exact opposite type of game player ah. uh, from you. I don't want story. I don't want world building. <laughs> any of that kind of stuff. No, I want to like, shoot things really fast mm. and, you know, have lots of like very fast moving elements and, you know, kind of goals to meet and all that kind of stuff as quickly as possible. All yes. that kind of thing. Um, and yeah, this year, I mean, I didn't play a lot that was like released this year. The only thing that I will say that was released this year is the expansion of Cult of the Lamb, which yes. I was already playing. How many hours have you sunk uh, into Cult of the Lamb? 
160. God damn. <laughs> yep, nice. I looked at it the other day. Um, that yeah, 160 hours of Cult of the Lamb. So far, there's yeah, yeah, an expansion yeah. coming out in like a week. Uh, the Sins of the Flesh expansion. So you know, who knows how many more hours <laughs> are going to be put into it at the moment. Beautiful. So Cult of the Lamb continues to be my game of the year there hasn't i didn't really yeah i don't know if anything else i played this year came out this year Hmm. i will say i spent most of uh the past several months playing enter the gungeon another devolver game um and it's a roguelike uh i had my 250th death a couple hours ago um (laughs) and uh no it just you just keep on keeping on um (laughs) and i looked up because i was like man is this just me being bad at video games just to check? Because I'm having fun. Uh, but I was like, am I just bad That's at video games? Thing. Or should I, have, should I have beaten it by now? Or is this what other people experience too? Mm. And there are, of course, people who are just like, they win things instantly. But I saw like there was a Reddit from someone who was like, uh, I'm on my like 400th death and I've only been to the fourth floor once. And people were like, oh yeah, no, that same, you know, that was normal for me too. And I'm like, okay, cool. So nice. I'm not just like terrible at this game um it's just it's a lot of fun for me enter the gungeon i love roguelikes i love a dungeon crawler Mm. um and it has been a blast for me so those are my my two games of the year uh we had uh various we had um i think xander said horizon as well yeah horizon forbidden west um we had what else did people like this year uh, Dan said he would love to find the time for Starfield. Mm. I have not heard great things about that, Dan. Just FYI. <laughs> um, that has, seems to have been a disappointment for a lot of people. Uh, delightful Mel and her husband played Dreamlight Valley uh, religiously, which is great. Um, yeah. So, you know, kind of a lot of the same sort of stuff mm. through and through here. Um what else do we have? Oh, yeah. Tears of the Kingdom. Lots of Tears of the Kingdom on this as well. Uh, our books this oh, yeah. year. What mm. What did you enjoy reading? Uh, time is finite, right? <laughs> and, uh, you know, you spoke earlier about being able to squeeze in books. I, I have not done that this year. <laughs> what I have read has been good but i've not i've 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 been gaming a lot i've been watching a lot of movies i've been do, i've been you know i've been doing i've been <laughs> doing stuff um well see this is <laughs> doing stuff yeah this is the plus of the kind of games that i play yeah that i can listen to a book at the same time because i am not gonna miss anything yes um <laughs> i did mention before though uh, uh, a book called the escape artist um mm. which follows uh, uh, uh an auschwitz escapee by the name of rudolf verber um and he, the subtitle is The Man Who Escaped Auschwitz to Warn the World, right? Mm. Uh, it is a fucking heartbreaking, uplifting, and just the detail about the, the, the working conditions, the day-to-day of being in a fucking internment camp like that. Uh, yeah. It, it, it te- recreates that in such detail with maps and you know first hand accounts taken from this fella's notes taken from this fella's letters mm. and, and photographs and interviews with his ex-wife um and what kept what kept this fucking fella going 
was the realization that nobody outside of the fucking camps knew it was going on right up yeah, to a point exactly. you know yeah right sure uh and you know the the just the fucking indefatigable way that that piece by piece plotting out how a, an escape might work where the mm. fucking the points of failure were in the system what would you know because hey germans were efficient and yeah. day by day by day, the routines would stay exactly the same. And he was able to fucking chip away at that routine and find little points of ingress that ended up with his escape. But I mean, what, what, because that story has been told a lot, right? In in sure. various kind of, in, mm-hmm. in, in various medium. But it's the story about after he escapes Auschwitz and after he finds safety, the almost the almost crushing mundanity of what his life then becomes afterwards. You know, Mm. he then, it it goes in about his marriage breaking up and about how, you know, he lived out the rest of his life uh, with the same kind of, the same kind of prosaic day-to-day troubles that Mm. anyone else has. Right. Uh, But just with something horrific. But just with this horrific burden in his past. Yeah. Uh, yeah, incredible, incredible stuff. And, and what was it called again? The Escape Artist. The Escape Artist. Uh, the, the lengths that the guy had to go to <clears throat> to fucking get any traction from, right. from you know, from local and, and, and national government. How how ready people were to kind of turn a blind eye and to go, nah. You know? Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. Feels like a book people need to read now for multiple reasons, including mm. the yes, just yes, Holocaust yes, yes, literacy yes. is down everywhere and yes. Holocaust denialism is up everywhere. So, you know, it's the kind of book I feel like, you know, yeah. people should put on their like teenagers reading list and stuff mm. like that. Yes. Um, I'll have to give that a look. Mm. Do. Although it sounds devastating, but I do read a lot of devastating books. <laughs> uh, what about you? Uh, as my top book of the year, I've read a lot of really good books. Um, I'm going to go one fiction, one nonfiction, just to balance. I read about 50-50 of each, a little more nonfiction than, than fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, my uh, nonfiction book I actually just finished is called The Library Book um, by Susan Orlean. And I discovered her from her unhinged Twitter that I really enjoyed. She'd get wine drunk and, and tweet hilarious <laughs> things on Twitter. And I was like, I like this woman. And I looked up her, her books. And so I read the library book, which is a book about um, in the late, or it might have been early, in the 80s, uh, the Los Angeles Central Library burned down. Mm. Uh, and it was thought to be arson. A guy was, you know, uh, charged with it. Uh, didn't Who burns down to... a library? A lot of people, actually, <laughs> comes up in the book. But um, in this case, uh, you know, she kind of doesn't necessarily make an argument, but brings to light the fact that there's every reason to believe he did not actually okay. burn down this library. Um, and but while telling this story about the Central Library, she kind of uses that as a backdrop to talk about libraries in general and their functions and these histories of libraries and of the Los Angeles Central Library and you know all this kind of stuff and like it is like that sounds like it would be boring and it is not at all it's Mm. such a fascinating history um and if you like books or if you love libraries like it really just solidifies that when you're reading it and I had an incredible time enjoyed every second of the library book 
I have a far, I have one. a massive respect for your public library since that discussion with Anna uh, a couple of months back. Yeah, and she really goes into a lot of that stuff and how it developed and mm. kind of as we discuss like what is the future of libraries in a digital world and all that kind of stuff that like you know yes they are repositories of information and things like that and keepers of all of this stuff but at the same time like they are a public service really first and foremost that like and they're one of the central things that um takes care of homeless people throughout their day one mm. of the few places that people can go for free mm. um and use computers and take stuff out of like the library of things like anna was talking about and you know has all of these functions that are like much bigger than books books are great they're a huge part of that but like when it comes down to what a library is yeah, yeah. it's so much more of a public service than it is just a repository for books so Big recommend the library book by Susan Orlean if you're a library nerd like me or just want to understand how they developed and all that kind of stuff. Really fascinating. Um, and then my my fiction book. Um, I read so many good <laughs> fiction books this year, so I'm going to pick one that came out this year to fit the brief. Uh, and that was Black River Orchard by Chuck Wendig, a book about evil apples and that does not sound like that would be scary mm. or interesting. And it is how evil are they? Incredible, very, oh, okay, extremely evil. <laughs> All right. All right. I'll, I'll it's it. got kind of Tommy Knockers vibes to okay. it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, you know, so what that conjures up for you about like what's the function of these evil apples and everything? Um, sort of a town driven mad by apples, and you're following various people in this town has sort of changed perspectives um throughout this mm. and uh it is you know the, the longest book <laughs> i read this year is like 650 pages um but it was i loved it like it a 650 page book normally i tend to read short books because i like to be able to read a book in a day so i tend to keep things like a 320 and below yeah <laughs> um but I was riveted and just couldn't stop reading Black River Orchard. So huge recommend that one. Nice. Um, and we actually did not ask this question, but naturally Ryan answered it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and her horror novels of the year, How to Sell a Haunted House by Grady Hendrix. Great book. Recommend that one as well. Uh, September House by Carissa Orlando. Um, what Kind of Mother by Clay McLeod Chapman. I will be finishing that one tonight. Um, that I'm about halfway through that. Black River Orchard as well. Black Sheep by Rachel Harrison. Uh, and she says many others. It was a great year for horror novels. Excellent. Good to know. Good to know horror is in a in a healthy state. Thriving. Yes. Very much so. All right. Let's get into the, the personal stuff. We're going to close out with just, you know, some reflecting and some looking forward into the future. Yeah, well, so, I'll, I'll come to you first with this. What What do you look back on with a sense of pride in twenty three? What was what, what What do you think yeah, you you added? What are your yeah? What are you What are your What are you, you What are you know, so chuffed I with? Feel, I feel pretty accomplished this year in general. Mm. You know, looking back over the year, I feel like I did a lot, um, and I think I really like for one, I really figured out like my workflow. And how to sort of harness my ADHD for good. I put together this office. I kind of figured out how to like settle in what things I can do to sort of calm the brain bees and what gets me focusing and um, how to be like more efficient and all of that kind of stuff. And I think that that's really like paid off 
uh, in a lot of ways this year and is like, you know, when you've spent 38 years having a hard time mm. sort of wrangling your brain and being able to uh, get a hold on things, it's really nice when you sort of like figure your rhythm out. You yes, know, and yes, like, yes, yes. Figure out how to push past executive dysfunction a little better and all that. It's never going to be perfect, but, you know, I have found various ways to to cope um, that I'm like very proud of of that stuff. Um, and just, you know, that has played out in various ways as well. I mean, we've made stuff together, which, you know, I'm really proud of and had so much fun doing and yeah. gives me all kinds of thoughts of things to, you know, continue that. So I love the way that that has sort of spurred my creative energy. Um, I've been kicking ass at my Welsh, which is super fun. Like, you know, just generally, I feel like it's been a year of accomplishments. So it's like I'm I'm proud of myself. You're on a roll. This year. Mm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what about you? You deserve to feel proud of yourself, by the way. Um, Thank you. And that, uh, the, 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 was it April you were over? Mm-hmm stands out a mile as being one of the coolest times of the year it was it was great spending some time with you face to face it was great seeing as much yeah. of the uk with you as we did we saw some yeah, stuff we exactly. saw some shit man we went around we did um, we were all over the place yes and it was it was a wonderful road trip i enjoyed every fucking second of it um Same, me so. look what did i say at the start success is survival isn't it and mm. uh i've kind of confronted uh, a few kind of preconceived ideas I had about that I've spoken about in the cast about things like therapy, things like counselling. So I've, mm. I've started a kind of a therapy journey in the last kind of four or five weeks. Um, yeah. So I'll, I'll I'll see where that takes me. I mean, I yeah, I I, I leave twenty twenty three a lot fucking happier than I did going into it. Uh, mm. And yeah, yeah. Let's let's keep that up. Uh, Health wise, I'm really pleased to have dropped like you know a stone and a half, which I've kept off. I've kept the gym fucking going, even underneath everything else that, that that's been going on. Uh, yeah, I've like I said, I I I, uh, I feel I've, I'm I'm over over halfway through a forest is when you're coming out of it, isn't it? So right, yeah. yeah. Your momentum is yes. forward yes, now, yes, yes, yes. which is. Which is great. Yeah. As a outside observer, like, you know, I think you have a lot to be proud of in that in that way of, like you said, challenging things. I always say, you know, you joke about like, oh, I'm 45. I, I've done all the changing I'm ever going to do. I've done all the growing I'm ever going to do. But it's not act actually true of you. No. Um, and so, you know, the those moments over the course of this year, we sort of taken stock, evaluated and you know, moved in a different direction, I think is something to be proud of as well. Yeah, thank you. I mean, you you said yourself, I think, some, some time ago, I think it was just to me, not on the cast, but lots of people who've dug themselves into some shitty situations don't ever bother trying to get out of it. Exactly. Um, so yeah. uh, at least I got that for me, huh? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, some uh, achievements from our listeners. Mm. Anna started podcasting this year, not yes. just with us, but of course with Legacy of Brutality. If you haven't listened to that yet, check that out. Um, comes out, I believe, monthly, their main episodes, but weekly if you join their Patreon. So make sure that you check those out. You get a lot, a lot of extra content for nice. your five bucks if you join the Legacy of Brutality Patreon. And they basically talk about the history of of horror so they're going through all kinds of things they did one that was like the their month of things were about 
Um, like they did like a wrestling end horror oh. um, series, which is very cool. Uh, they do all kinds of different topics like that. So check out Legacy of Brutality. Congratulations on that, Anna. Um, Chris said uh, his achievement was confronting anxiety about my job and hitting goals, nice. which is fucking huge as mm. well. Excellent work on that. Anxiety is a bitch. So great work, <laughs> Chris. That is super hard. Um we have from Lori dealing much more positively with stress and anxiety and being nicer to myself. This is another, this is a theme. It is. I mean, there's probably people who listen to Joe Egg are probably overrepresented in the anxious <laughs> realm. <laughs> yeah. Realistically. Yep. Um, and so mad props to that, especially being nicer to yourself because there's nothing I hate more than people just can't stop being down on themselves. Listen, you deserve nice things, Lori. Uh, you deserve to be nice to yourself, and I'm glad that you are doing that. Um, we have from Ryan, personal achievement of the year, grew and curated the horror section at Gibson's Bookstore, which is in New Hampshire. And if you go to jackofallgraves.bookclub, you can check out their website and her curated list of books for Jack of All Graves, as well as get a Joag discount. So check that out. Uh, hosted Clay McLeod Chapman and Chuck Wendig in an epic event that was years in the making. Went to that. It was brilliant. Uh, spearheaded a new annual horror panel event for the bookstore. The wow. inaugural panel wow. was a queer horror panel. Yeah, she's been busy. Uh, and outside of the Queen of Scream stuff, started training for the 2025 Dopey Challenge in Walt Disney World. Four days, four races, 5K, 10K, half marathon, marathon. I think the last time she did it, she was pregnant. So, uh, what? Hang on, whoa, Ryan, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, yeah. Say that again. 5K. Yeah. 5K, 10K, half. In a marathon. In four in consecutive four days. days. Fuck me. Four consecutive days. Wild. Yeah. She's hardcore. She sure is. <laughs> so, Ryan, you know, don't forget to take a break for yourself, mm. dear one. Uh, but you are a badass and we are proud of you. Um, Sam, personal achievement, kept more shit in perspective and had a happier year. Nice. Uh, he said then 2023, but I think he meant 2022. And I love to hear that. Very good to like, hear. Yeah, just keep it. <laughs> Perspective is huge. Big on that. Uh, Melanie got a friggin' massive pay rise at work. <laughs> an extra $12 an hour, which is huge. <laughs> so, damn, Mel. Excellent work and very happy for you. Um, Dan got his health in order. Amazing. Mm. <laughs> that is huge. Um, happy to hear you're healthy. Keep that up. Um, Canadian Boy Ryan started a YouTube channel with his buds. I'm sorry, off the top of my head, I can't think of what it's called. <laughs> the Meg uh, 2. You fucking lunatic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but I know that the channel is doing super well. So um, maybe if I can find it, I can try to link to it in our um, blog. But yes, excellent. Congratulations on that, Ryan. Love that. Um, Xander. Love this. Helped produce the drag show despite the U.S. military ban. They banned, like, uh, Xander. Xander's partner is in the military. Xander lives uh, on a military base. Um, and they basically were like, nah, it offends people to have a drag show. So The no. children. The children. Um, yeah, the children. Think of the children. And Xander managed to uh, produce that anyway. So mad props yeah, at really that. Nice. Um, and he also said, I did a number of small, brave things on a personal level. Honestly, just surviving 
and sometimes even thriving this year has been an achievement, all things considered. And like Mark has said multiple times, yup. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely is a huge achievement. Uh, we had from Rich, uh, my personal achievement of the year was raising uh, 2.5K pounds for the Little Princess Trust, a charity that makes wigs out of donated hair for kids who lose theirs due to cancer. So rad. That's a lot of freaking money. (laughs) So Mm. incredible work, Rich. Great job. Um, And from Boff and Eileen, her personal achievement is that she's still breastfeeding her baby, trying to make it to one year, and she's close, 11 months so far. I know how much of a struggle people have talked about that being, um, obviously not from experience, but I know that that is no small feat. So congratulations. Super commendable actually um super super commendable uh when we uh when we had peter uh, laura started a breastfeeding support group uh in in ebu vale where we used to live and it's still going now i i i, oh, I yeah, yeah i've seen firsthand the 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 reward and the pain the breastfeeding can bring uh so yeah, yeah huge props amazing mm. great to hear that thank you so much everyone for for sharing that mm. And this goes along with the other thing we asked you about. Um, but Mark, what are your hopes and dreams for 2024? Uh, well, I, I've signed up for a half marathon in September in Cardiff, which I'm really looking forward to. So it's time to start oh, fucking, time to start pounding the goddamn pavements again. <laughs> Very nice. Yes. Um, a, a lot of it is fitness rated just to just uh, the past kind of, four weeks i've been on a banging roll at the gym i'm feeling fucking jacked and strong as fuck right now Um, (laughs) amazing so i'm gonna carry that on uh just lots more of this lots more of fucking jack of all graves uh and look uh keeping keeping my my targets realistic keeping my goals achievable i just want to be here in the in as good or better position than i'm in right now thank you i love that Mm. big fan you uh hopes and dreams obviously (laughs) it's time for the marco visit um Mm. and i'm not the only one multiple people put this on the hopes and dreams for 2024 is mark in america in 2024 well so let's uh, i'm not gonna you know fucking pop any caps just yet but wheels are in motion let's put it that way Yes, we're working on it, yes. everybody. And yes, so that yes. is, this is about hopes and dreams. This is about manifesting yes. right here. Yes, so indeed. So that is a thing that I and many others they're, are they're, they're the beginnings of a plan taking shape, yes. Yeah, and hopefully we will see the fruits of that and it will be absolutely wonderful. I just, I get so excited at the concept of, of sort of showing you my world. I've oh, I'm, been I'm desperate for in it. yours and, you know now feel pretty comfortable in it and i just am so stoked at the idea of you coming here so that's a huge mm. uh hope and dream for me this year um i would love to get back over to the uk this year as well um and really you know i want to make more stuff together i want to put out more things and just really sort of you know my hope for this year is that we can just be more creative together like i said now that i have like my workflow kind of figured out and mm. all that um you know, really harness our creative energy together and be able to make more stuff. You know, I have so much that I do in the world and all that kind of stuff. I always have, you know, my hands in a lot of things. Um, but, I, you know, I think Joag is just such a rewarding 
thing for me on so many levels. Same, 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 same. Yeah, doing more of that. Um, And my other hope for this year is to get paid more. Yeah, I want to make some more money this year. Dollars. (laughs) Dollar, dollar bills, (laughs) y'all. Rich (laughs) said um, his hopes and dreams... Uh, he wants his kids to be okay when they go to school. My son is autistic and I don't want him to get lost. Love this. You know, uh, as a neurodivergent person myself, we have a listener base of a lot of autistic ADHD and other forms of spectrum folks as well. And I think that that is just, you know, something we relate to. (laughs) And, um, you know, school was hard for a lot of us and having a parent who cares and is watching and making sure that you don't fall through the cracks means everything. So really on board with that goal for you this year and love to hear that that is, you know, your primary concern. Great stuff. Mm. Um, Hopes and dreams from Xander. Uh, Xander's moving back to the U.S. So hoping to see some old friends and make new ones and find a place to be more vocal about trans activism. And continuing to make progress with his art and guitar, which that's a well-rounded set of hopes and dreams. If you pull off half of that stuff, you're going to have a great year. (laughs) You're doing amazingly. Mm. Uh, So, you know, love that. (laughs) Canadian boy Ryan's hopes and dreams for 2024. Ground beef not being $10 a pound anymore. While I don't eat ground beef, I do share your concerns about the rising cost of groceries. So I think we're all with you on that goal, CBR. Yep. Uh, Maybe we'll (laughs) do like a fundraiser. A ground beef fundraiser. To get get Ryan the beef, as much beef as he can fucking handle. Get Ryan a beef fridge. Just just ship your cow. (laughs) When When I was a babysitter... Uh, the people that I worked for had a fridge in their garage. Well, it was like a garage that they turned into like a family room. You All know? right, yeah. Uh, but thus, it was like a garage fridge, whole full size fridge. Yeah. And they went in with another family on a cow, and so they had a whole half cow in their fridge. Uh, what it was a just an entire fucking what a flex. I guess it was a freezer, like a full size freezer. <laughs> yeah, <in the> yeah. Fridge <laughs> of just white butcher paper, <laughs> full. Of cow parts. Mate, that that wasn't cow. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you that it's right now. It's just cow. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. Special cow. <laughs> like, Long cow. Should I take these out for dinner? No. Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Forbidden cow. <laughs> it's the last babysitter. Um, <laughs> Dan says uh, his hopes and dreams are family, surfing, and guitar. Beautiful things. Nice. Uh and to prepare for the inevitable takeover by our AI overlords. Mm. All hail Skynet. I'm feeling quite good Amen. about that, you know. I'm sure you are. No, I am. I am. <laughs> um, I, 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 it's one of the things that I'm really enjoying having a front seat and seeing develop. You know I love different fucking mm-hmm. technologies and formats coming and going, living and dying. It's it's nice to be, you know, to, 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 to... It's nice to watch the technology of humans coming and going, living and dying. Yeah, thrilling. Really thrilling. <laughs> really thrilling. Um, Mel is trying to have a baby. So, and says, I think we would make great parents. I think so too. Bless you on your journey, dear one. I hope that that plays out with little drama Mm. and just little people pop out a, pop out a little person. (laughs) And Sam, Tori's out. Oh, that's happening. uh, Again, I think we can all 
agree. Ah, just um, super quick, super quick. So mm. the news tells me that some state <laughs> or other has ruled that he can't stand there. Trump. Colorado and Maine. And, yeah. So yeah, how Trump. does that how does that work then? I mean, it's not going to stand up realistically, but oh, okay. the idea is because of I think because of his criminal indictments. Yeah, uh, but that what I'm saying is he can't be on the ballot. So how? What can he be president of forty eight states? No, no, no. It's not. It's not that he won't be president if he wins of those states. It's that he won't be on the ballot for those states. They can't vote for him. Okay. And I think it's in the primary. I don't think it's for the actual presidential race. So it doesn't really so have any. His own it doesn't party. matter. It's symbolic more than anything okay, else. Fine, fine, fine. Yeah. <laughs> Heavy on the um, bollock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, Tory's out. Uh, lasting peace and security for the people of Gaza. Yep. Here, here. Uh, sticking to a gym routine. Uh, his dear girlfriend Shauna coming to the UK. I assume he wants her to come live there since he says Shauna in the UK. Mm. She obviously visits. So here's to that. Uh, and some deserved peace and joy for those in his life whose lives have held so much sorrow and upset this year. Beautiful wishes. And I we hope that, that absolutely comes Speaking true. it into existence. Speaking it. We're manifesting here. You know, yeah. listen, we did tarot a few weeks ago. So now yeah. we are manifesting. Also, we're super just spiritual on this podcast now. Super quick. Some of my favorite episodes we've done of the year have all. Let me, let me just get through the oh, little yeah, please, dreams please, real please. quick and then we'll do this. Mm. Um, I think there's only one or two more. Ryan, uh, Joag Meetup. Uh, oh, yeah. More horror events for the bookstore. And once again, Free Palestine. Um, Lori says travel more, spend more time with people she loves to be around, and perfecting her rating system for celebrity crushes, which is amazing. Oh, uh, <laughs> very rating on board system. for that. Rating, yeah, hmm. yeah. Okay, I will. We'll I'd like find details. I'd like. I'd like details. Mm -hmm. Come on, talk to us yes. about it. Uh, Ryan also says. Uh, to travel to London and maybe get to meet up with Mark Lewis. Oh, wait, that is happening that in is May. That is absolutely happening, that, which I think is the it's first glorious. ever pan-Atlantic Jack-of-all-graves meetup. Aside from us. Aside from obviously. us, because, yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I'm absolutely frothing for that. I cannot fucking wait. It's going to be great. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. I can't yes. wait to hear about that. Um, Chris uh, hopes to be able to afford a family vacation and home repairs and also to stop Trump all very laudable goals and i hope for all of those things as well <laughs> uh please do let us know where you go on that vacation that we're manifesting uh anna um just wants to have more energy boy i get that uh wants to make lots of art and probably most ambitious goal art wise is to get a tattoo machine and start learning that craft oh, wow. anna you know that you can tattoo me anytime it's one of your early guinea pigs so bless uh, and mm. Laura also says a Joag meetup in the U.S. so we can meet the elusive Marco. I'm not elusive. I'm right here. I just <laughs> I, I live in England. You are as far as Americans yeah, know. You could be AI. So yeah. we want to fix that. This I year. sometimes I sometimes wonder. All right, now you can go on with what you were going to say. Yeah, 
just some my favorite episodes of this year have all of of all been guesty ones. Um, mm-hmm. right back to the start of the year when we had Mike Mulcher on. Fuck me, I mm-hmm. love that episode. That was superb. Yeah. Uh, Leanne, you were fantastic. Kerry Thomas, you were fantastic. Eileen, every time you grace us with your mm-hmm. presence, it's a fucking wonderful, wonderful event. Um, so yes, I I I love it when we get people dropping by to chat with us. So let's do more of that. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Um, I get was was. Dr. Duffin Jones this year? Maybe that was last year. He was last year, I believe, uh, yes. He was last year, okay. Towards the end of 2020. Uh, your uh, Rob Dean. Yes, um, fucking this hell. This year. So good, so good yeah. to see him. A lot of amazing guests. And if mm. we didn't mention you, it's probably just because we don't know what year it is, not yeah. because we forgot that you were on this show. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, amazing guests this year. So our final category, New Year's resolutions. <sighs> <laughs> I'll go first while you okay. think about it. Okay. Uh, my big resolution, which I'm actually kind of excited about, is I'm going to try to do a no drink 2024. Ooh. Sober 2024. Because you like I a just, drink. I do like a drink. Here's the thing about, I, I like a drink. I'm, I'm drinking an old fashioned right now. Yeah. That surprises me. But the thing is, my body doesn't like ah, a drink. okay. And so it's like, I love the taste, but I could probably like have a sip of somebody else's and it's like, oh, that's delicious. And like go on with my life and then not have to be like, of course. oh, but my tummy hurts or like I have a headache or whatever the case may be. Like ultimately, I just don't really like the effects mm. of any of it. It's not like I like binge drink or anything like that, but like of any of it, my body just doesn't super like it. Mm. Uh, and so, you know, I figured why not give it a try and uh, see how a year without it feels. So, Are you committing to that that's right my now? Big, yeah, that's my. Well, well. I mean, we said we were going to hold each other accountable yeah, to yeah, whatever yeah, yeah, we yeah. said our our resolutions are. So yeah. that is my commitment. Let Joag be my witness. Mm. Uh, I'm a I'm a attempt that. Like you know, like I said, if I have a sip of some somebody else's, whatever. But mm. I'm not going to have a drink myself. I just I think I'm too old for the shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel <laughs> and then my other uh, less. Uh, you know, big ones that I think that I could commit to. I want to walk at least a mile every single day as long as, like, conditions Able. aren't dangerous. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I yeah, bought yeah. rain boots so I can even go in the rain. That's usually the thing that stops me. It's like rain or snow and just getting my feet wet, I hate. Uh, so I bought nice rubber boots uh, that I can wear and won't stop me. So a mile every day, unless it's dangerous to do so. <laughs> um, you know, when hurricane season comes through, I might miss a couple days. Uh, and then the other thing is to listen to a new-ish album every week. Um, they might not necessarily all be 2024 albums, could, but like recent-ish, mm. a new one every week because... I feel like I tend to just listen to the same things over and over again. Like many, oh, you know, yeah. middle-aged people, you just want to listen to the oh, stuff that you know and can you know, sing along to. My Apple replay, Apple Music replay that comes out every year <laughs> uh, at the gym yesterday. Same shit. I thought, oh, let's just check in on uh, 2021. Oh, it's the same songs. Okay. It's the same uh, stuff yeah. every year. Yeah. yeah. It's like usually I discover like one new album yeah, that same. really yeah, yeah, dominates yeah. everything. Yeah. So like 
you know, Ghost this year obviously had a new album and like Nickel Creek had a new album and those were like, and Dury. Mm. Those were the three things that were like new and then everything else is the same stuff I've been listening to since high school, basically. Um, so I want to like make a concentrated effort this year every week to listen to one new album mm. um, and see where that takes me. Beautiful. You might end up with just an entirely new set of loves. Isn't that lovely? Right, that exactly. Great thought. Yeah. Mm, nice. So what's your New Year's uh, resolution? What look, are we holding you to, Mark? For me, it's this is quite broad, but it's, I just, <laughs> I'm going to make good choices. Oh, I love that. You know? Mm-hmm. Just make good choices. Uh, choices that are, yeah, just l- less, just less destructive vibes in 2024. How about yes. that? Yes. <laughs> I like that. I feel really good about that. So that'll be the thing, you know, when you, you text me something, I'll be like, is that a good choice, Mark? What do you think? <laughs> yes. I, I, feel free. Yeah, feel free. <laughs> you know I do that kind of thing already. Yes. Uh, but I love it. So I'm optimistic about 2024. I think yeah, there's a lot so of good my, things ahead for so us. My, so my. Um, and good things ahead for our listeners as Oh, well. God, that goes without saying. Because as long as we draw breath... Whether whether we stick to these resolutions or if they all fall burning around our ears, mm. then you fucking better believe we'll be here one way or the other. We'll either be fucking crying exactly. about our failures or cheering at our successes. All, of course, while the world around us slowly burns. Here, here. So let's do this journey together, as yep. always, dear friends, into another year. We've been doing it since 2020. Let's go into 2024. Hitting it hard. All of us supporting each other. You know, update us. Get in the Facebook group. Get on the gram. Get on the blue sky. Whatever. And update us and tell us how you're doing. If you need support, this group will support you. We're going to be your your back. If you need to cheer on. Yeah, we're your accountability buddies. If you just want people to cheer you on, give you a hail. We're here for that. Uh, let's all let's journey together because that's what this this show is about, isn't it? Yes, very much so. Uh, and on top of, underneath, and throughout all of that, you know full well that you gotta stay spooky. The spookiest. If you're gonna dress as Santa, mm. like. You would think that it's because you're going to, like, infiltrate the place subtly, right? But he did it. He dressed up as Santa, and then he started shooting as soon as he got to the door. Like, you know? Like, there was no... He was just dressed up as Santa for no reason. Well, Christmas. Just for for kicks, you know? (laughs) If he dresses the Easter Bunny, that would have been style. Sure, right? (laughs) Yeah, like, if it was just a little bit, like, just chaos, (laughs) like, right. But no, he just, like... yeah. It just shows he couldn't he couldn't follow through with a plan. Cheap heat. <laughs>